Hey there, Dolls of Horror fans. D doll fan, d doll fans, horror fan dolls, do doll heads, dollars. We haven't come up with an endearing nickname to refer to all of you collectively just yet, so if anyone has any ideas. Anyway, have you found yourself liking our podcast so much that you were like, gee, I wish I could wear the Dolls of Horror logo across my torso all day. Or, my morning coffee would taste much better if the mug holding it had the Dolls of Horror on it. Well, you're in luck, because if you become a Patreon subscriber, you can get a t-shirt, or mug, or even a onesie for your baby, who definitely should be listening to this podcast about blood, boobs, and other adult themes. Note to self, pitch horror-themed daycare center. Now bring a little parts down here. Hell, we got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. There's no problem with that at all. What? Huh? Where was I? Oh, yes. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash of horror, you can become a Patreon subscriber where you get all of our episodes a week in advance, along with some fun merch you can wear, drink out of, or torment your infant with. Go to patreon.com slash of horror today. And now for your episode. Fucking mosquitoes. Hey, man, I got some spray if you want so thanks. You believe the whole ghost story about this place? I believe there was a story, but I don't believe there's a ghost that can actually hurt somebody. Right. But I've been thinking. If a ghost can take on physical presence and manifest itself, then what's to stop it from going after somebody? Damn, man, you need to stop watching the sci-fi channel. If that ghost does manifest his ass, I'll shoot his head off. Hey man, you want some bucks break? Biscuits and chicken and gravy and biscuits and chicken and gravy and chickens with the biscuits on the gravy with the biscuits and the chicken wants a biscuit for the biscuit is me. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be a horror movie series without a sequel, and it definitely wouldn't feel like a sequel if the main character didn't get into the same type of trouble that they did the first time. Plus, Tony Todd is in this one again, so bonus! But this time, Mary Beth is returning with an army and a purpose. To kill Victor Crowley. Will she succeed? Keep in mind, there are two more movies after this one. Well, let's find out what happens as tonight the dolls continue to cover Victor Crowley Month with his second movie, Hatchet 2. And now... The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And we have a return guest back, Taylor Ball. Yes, hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Appreciate what it. What up, Taylor? Yeah, Taylor was on our The Thing episode, and that was a fun one, so you should definitely check that out. Yes. Taylor, you also have a brand new podcast. I do, yes. Yeah, I have uh, just started. There's only one episode, but uh, yeah, it's called the That's Heavy Podcast uh, it's just me rambling about what I think is heavy in music and uh, doing some interviews pretty soon with some underrated artists. So, yeah, thank you. Yes, so exciting. Yeah, for me too, for me too. And, and thank you guys for inspiring me to do it. I really appreciate it. 
Well, you've been, talk- yeah, but you've been talking to me about doing this for a while. Like you've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm always thinking about music. I literally have to be stopped by people around me from, you know, tapping or just like uh-huh. coming along or stuff. And so I just really think it's something that not only am I passionate about, but maybe I could, uh, you know, spread some love to some, you know, people who need it in music and, you know, hopefully get some people to buy their merch or at least, you know, like go see them at a show, something like that. Cause we, yes. we all need more music. Well, I will listen, even though I'm not a metal fan, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to listen and maybe you'll teach me some stuff and maybe like, oh, I'll, we'll get you there. We'll get, you. you'll get, <laughs> you'll get me a new appreciation for the genre yeah, of music. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I loved your intro episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I laughed. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. If I can do that even some of the time, then I've done my job, I think. (laughs) Yes, I'm very, very excited for this new adventure for you. So congratulations on the new podcast. Ah. Thank you, thank you. Tonight, we are talking Hatchet Part 2 from 2010. Continuing the Mardi Gras series that we got going on here. That's right. So the good. one and only, on, one and only Mardi Gras series. I think. Yes. Yeah. I know. I well, think so. It's 2021. The Rona is still out there, so no one can have a real Mardi Gras, right? So no. Mardi Gras with the dolls of horror. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let, you can't let that. Zombie, take you there. You know? Yes, please. <laughs> so, Hatchet Two, Jamie. When is the first time you saw this movie? Um, again, like I said, um, I was like a really late bloomer to the whole Hatchet series. So I probably saw this one too long after I saw the first one, um, which was probably like three or four years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about and you? Me, I saw it right after I saw part one. Like, yeah. I told the story of, again, being a late bloomer and finding them extremely late, maybe three years ago in I watched them all in order for the first time within one day, I think. Oh, nice. I had a little space between them, but I, I watched them pretty quickly, like, after I saw the first one. Well, see, I didn't know anything about them. I just went in blind. I just knew that our girl, Felissa, was in the new one that had come out, the fourth mm-hmm. one. And so I didn't know it was one continuous story. So it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor, this is a new watch for you, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, less than 24 hours ago, I watched part two uh, and then immediately in part three. I mean, uh, I'm sure you talked about it on the episode one, but they just go right into them. Yep. So, yeah, continuous yep. story, maybe the the quickest uh, succession of continuous story that I've seen. Yes. If you um, take out yeah. the credits, it's one gigantic movie. Yeah. Which uh, they may have shot it at the same time. I'm not sure. Or maybe just had nope. really good continuity with the really editing, good but, continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's yeah, good on them for that, because it's like literally, I mean, the exact same, just boom, right in there. And shot in different locations, too. For example, oh, yeah. parts one oh. and two are primarily in California. Okay. Except, except for in part two, the scene where Mary Beth is walking to Reverend Zombie. That is actually uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But everything else was um like uh disney ranch oh wow yeah just like all on sets and stuff i mean that makes sense with all the outdoor outside yeah some some jurassic park looking uh locales almost yeah Mm -hmm. but california outside not louisiana outside part Mm -hmm. three was entirely in louisiana except for some pickup shots okay that's cool yeah 
and we'll talk about this when we do part three. They got eaten alive by the mosquitoes. Like it was oh, bad. Yeah. It's <laughs> so a real problem. It was bad. It was it was a bad mosquito year. Gosh, that's almost scarier than Hatchet Face himself yeah. right. than Vic Crowley himself killed yeah. or eaten alive by mosquitoes. Like that's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. at least there's only one of him, but we, they definitely outnumber yeah. us. So that's crazy. <laughs> All right. Hatchet Part 2 synopsis is Mary Beth Dunstan, who is now recast with Daniel Harris, mm-hmm. escapes the clutches of Victor Crowley, but returns to the swamp the next day with Reverend Zombie and an army of hunters determined to bring her father and brother's remains back uh, to lay them to rest, basically. And it stars some of our same cast, the ones that didn't get killed. Plus Daniel Harris. But in addition, we have Tom Holland and Colton Dunn, Ed Ackerman, R.A. Mileoff, and A.J. Bowen. And this was also written and directed by Adam Green, who did part one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think you can see him throwing up right at the beginning, yep. too. Right yep. <laughs> yep. He appears in all of them. In, he plays the same character in the first three. In part three, he's in the jail cell. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so continuous story. Part two, he's he's puking, and in part one, he was one of the friends that didn't go with them on the right, right. tour. Right. Yeah. So it's awesome. <laughs> we talked about this in our last episode, Taylor. Um, this is a love letter to the '80s horror fans, even though it was made in the 2000s. Oh yeah, yeah, and you can tell. Yes, yeah. yes, and yeah. it's something that we 80s horror fans really needed in the 2000s because we had nothing since the, since the 90s yeah and it was really nothing great really that great right and it was really great to have a new villain mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. and i told this story also my husband was getting real thoughtful about <laughs> about the movie he's like victor crowley might be worse than jason and i say what do you mean he's like well he's just mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very vengeful. He's like, and, he, uh, he tortures them. Yeah, even it's less true. easy on the eyes, for sure. Yeah, yes. You, you don't want to see that. Uh, oh, and he runs, too. Jason never really moves fast. Right. And Hatchet will just come right for you. So, yeah, that is yes. something, yeah. Yes. something there. If you run, like they say, you're going to die tired. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Favorite kill. Fatality. There were a lot. So many good ones, too. They were all so good. Yeah, I do have multiple ones written down. Same. (laughs) I wrote down... I knew what I was getting into because I wrote it all down in the kill creativity or some of it, but I wrote down my two favorites um, in my favorite kill. But I really want to know what Taylor likes best. Oh, okay. Well, I think I'm going in order. Okay. The first one that really got me was, uh, I just called it Iceman gets to ice that Sean Ashmore pops up out of nowhere and just gets half of his face sliced off. Yeah. And that like actually made me laugh. That was really funny. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I like, I actually had to rewind and look at on IMDb. He's fisherman number one. Uh Yeah. Wondering. Uh, and then, oh, I really like, uh, Wait, oh, let me. Okay, the I just called it hatcheted her lady bits. Uh, there's that part where I think it's Layton is his name. 
uh, and he is, uh, you know, uh, fornicating with one of the girls <laughs> and, uh, you know, the hatchet decapitates him and she is okay with that, you know, in, in, in as many words as possible. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then he just kind of, uh, you know, hatchets her lady bits. And then I guess she had a really strong sternum too. Like he can't get the, there's like a 15 second shot where he's just like trying to rip it out. And then just like all the blood on the tree, that whole sequence was really, really funny. I like that as well. So. so I gather we both, all three of us watched, which is good. The same version. We all watched the unrated version. Yeah. You know, oh, I and so, I, yeah. uh-huh. I was worried at first because I was like, wait, there's two versions. Yeah. Did I miss it? So I actually like read and looked up a comparison of the two. And so I think that the, our version, it basically just cuts down some of those kills like in time. Oh, okay. So okay. I think we probably all saw the same one because I did read that the Lady Bits lady, um, that one, you don't, in the R version, you don't see like him trying to pull no. the hatchet out of her like so many right. times. So I think yeah, we all watched lot. the right one. <laughs> it yeah, was it was. A lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a good one. I like that. What uh, about? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, did you have any others? If nobody, if nobody mentions, I'll let Jamie go. And I do okay. have one more just in case she doesn't mention it. Yeah. All okay. right, Miss Jamie. Well, I will say that my runner up was, um, was Fisherman One. Okay. Animorphs <laughs> fan over here. First of oh, all, yeah, me too. Me yes, too. Yeah. I love the Animorphs. I love yeah. the books. I love the show. And obviously yeah. Sean Ashmore was like one of the, like the main character. I think his Animorph was a dog, yeah. like a golden mm-hmm. retriever or something. It's, you so got I, me there, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really happy to see him and to see his face just like slide off. That was great. Um, and, you know, of course, I know it's kind of like an easy one, but it's just so good and amazing. Um, Rev Zombie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he, gets, yeah. he gets cut in half. He's like mm-hmm. craw- his top half is like crawling away. And then he's just like Vic is like that pulling is a great on fine. Yeah. And then just like pulls him out of his skin. Yeah, like, what is he, that? He has to cut him down like a tree. And mm-hmm. when, when they're yes. like face to face, like Tony Todd, I know you said he's tall. I mean, he must be yeah. gigantic because even with that like prosthetic, I'm guessing, you know, makeup for a uh, uh, Kane Hodder, I yeah. mean, he's like just as tall as him. So he's just like axing him down. And then the uh, the exfoliation, I call it, you know, he yeah. just like rips him like it almost like Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat or something. That was yeah. brutal. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And then you, you have these, like, it's just great because you have these, like, two huge, like, genre icons, you know, Kane and Tony Todd, just, like, grabbing each other. And it's just, like, such a dream. Yeah. Like a who will win. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, the runner-up that I had, just in case. Because I, I just very briefly, the belt sander, I had uh-huh. never seen that. So I just got to oh. quickly mention, like, I just wrote belt sander, poor Justin, because... He's like alive the whole time. So yes. I, don't, I, I don't even know if I can really call it a kill, but that was really, really brutal. Just watching his just like skull getting sanded down. That was pretty nice, too. It is like good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. speaking of Sean Ashmore, have either of you guys seen the following? I haven't. Mm-hmm. You've I'm mentioned sure. it before, but I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I take it by your gasp. But yeah, it must be pretty good. But... He's in that and he gets his ass kicked multiple times like <laughs> to the point of almost death and he's still he's he still survives but it's such a good show and it's such a deep show and it is a show that makes you think and it is amazing so it's only 45 episodes check it out 
Um, I'm going to start a list like I had to last episode, too. We're writing it down right now. <laughs> you I'm will getting not, my pen out, too. <laughs> you guys will not be sorry. I don't know where this is streaming now. It used to be on Netflix several years ago. I don't know if it still is. Who's the but, leading um, leading actor in that? I feel like I've heard of it before. Kevin Bacon okay, uh, yep. and James uh, Purefoy. Oh, okay. Are mm-hmm. the two leads. Uh, Sean Ashmore is in the entire series as well. It was three seasons. And in this one, our leading lady was Natalie Z. And that's where you've heard me talk about it because she was from Passions. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, but, Kevin Bacon too. Oh, so good everyone is so amazing you guys will not be sorry it is a total mind fuck of a show you're gonna freak <laughs> i love that Sign me up it's bad it's great and taylor you like weird shit this yes. is gonna make you go <laughs> wow um, okay that's perfect for me then it's much more yeah. in your face that you know you don't have to look really for a subliminal meaning but mm-hmm. it's it's still just when you think you know, you know what's going on, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, all. I love when stuff can just subvert my expectations. It's one of uh-huh. my favorite things, so I love that. Yeah, and we started watching the following on a fluke because it was on Fox, and we'd seen the billboards on the the train um, platforms, and we were home. Just happened to be home, season one, episode one. So we watched it, and we were hooked within thirty minutes, and. After that, every episode, all three seasons, we were in. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, yeah. It was crazy because we didn't watch it intending to like it or intending to even continue with it. Oh, and it was written by Kevin Williamson, who did Scream. Oh, fun. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. He's got a story history. Right. So, you know how the Scream would like get deeper and deeper in that story Mm -hmm. universe with Sid and her mom and da da da. So, think that because he brought it to this and i mean he also wrote dawson's creek so you got your soap opera aspect too (laughs) (laughs) that's the scariest one in all of them for me actually yeah (laughs) terrifying dawson's creek what did i want i didn't watch dawson's i i was a felicity girl okay okay. so (laughs) and those were i think the same years i think they both started around 98 so I i was watching felicity over dawson's I think in '98, I was watching The Matrix over and over. Probably that was Along that was probably with more most my of the people thing. I knew. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, my favorite kill. Okay, I did write, of course, Reverend Zombie because he gets completely pulled out from his skin, whole, all in one piece, which is amazing. Impressive. But I mean, I think my ultimate favorite. I think this is a tie. Okay. Ooh. And it's I, it's kind of crazy because it's the beginning and the end of the movie. They open strong and they close strong. Uh, Jack Cracker. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, the the strangled and then decapitated by guts. Yeah, right. Well, cool. first he gets them all. He gets all of his intestines pulled out. <sighs> yeah, I love intestines first. too. <laughs> and there's like I a. No, you do. He gets, like, yes. pulled back. Yes. He tries crawling away, but no, Vic Crowley grabs those intestines, pulls him back like a rope, and then strangles him, and then pops his head off. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I force. didn't know intestines were that strong. But now you do. But now I know. Do. <laughs> I'm learning right. so much about human anatomy yeah. from Hatchet, too. Yeah. Who knew that Hatchet would be such a teacher, you know? Right? Right? <laughs> 
This shows you got to be open to the open to the experience. You never know what you can learn. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. true. But I love I love the Reverend Zombie Kills so much, so so much. It's so good. So I can never pick. But like I said, it's perfect because one opens the movie and one closes the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So it's perfect. Okay, kill creativity. I have so much. <laughs> All these kills were insane and creative and amazing. Um, I wrote down. I started writing down every kill. It was fun. It was it's <laughs> insane, and I was my hand was getting tired. <laughs> yep, I wrote down every kill too, and um, yeah, my notes on them got shorter and shorter because I was like, "There's a lot of them." <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean the dude gets his face bashed in thirty times with a hatchet yeah. handle. It literally yeah. takes thirty seconds. I timed it. That was insane. Right. Wow. Like, I was just like, "Wow, really?" I mean, yeah, that was great. And that's one of the scenes that they cut for the R-rated version. They cut it to like five times. Okay. Oh, no, this one went on for forever. So right. yeah, now I know yeah. we're watching the same one. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> Henry counted. It was 30. And he had his eyes closed while I was watching this because he was going to sleep. And he's like, that was 30 times. Yeah. <laughs> he must have knew that I was thinking, thinking that too. Um, but I listened to an interview with Adam Green and he said that he prefers the 30 times more because like Jamie and I spoke about in our first episode, 30 times is so over the top. It makes it funny and makes mm-hmm. it comical. Mm-hmm. Only five times is a more serious tone. It's more brutal. It's more yeah. gruesome. More realistic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where is yeah. 30 is just like crazy. So yeah. yeah. Like not only would somebody have, heard that probably and pinpointed it by then but it's just so so much and it just becomes like face just looks like a like an empty basketball like by the end of it or something you know what i mean so oh yeah it makes it feel like they're more in on the joke you know like uh, it's more satire Mm -hmm. and homage than just like another kill or something right right so he was pretty disappointed that they decided they had to cut most of that scene because it changed the entire tone of the scene yeah. Totally. Then the, we had the dude that gets pulled overboard and shoved into the boat propeller. One oh, of yeah, my oh, I love his face. Like his <laughs> face after he gets into the propeller. It's so yeah. good. It's so yeah. gnarly. Like yeah, yeah. Gnarly is a great word for it. <laughs> it's gnarly. Oh, we had the belt sander to the head, which mm-hmm. yeah. you mentioned, love that which one. is also very interesting. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I felt bad for him. <laughs> um, dude gets his jaw ripped off. Oh, yeah, that's it. like the, f- or maybe not the first one. Yeah, that's right. But but really early on, I like that too. Mm-hmm. They use like a classic Wilhelm screen, yeah, which just gave it another like another nice touch. Oh, yeah. I like that too. Yeah, and then we already talked about Sean Ashmore getting his face ripped off. Mm-hmm. That's great too. That may have been the same. So scene. good. I, yeah, I think you're all- right. Yeah. I think it's all in that kind of like we get a flashback. It's of, like, like a montage we- of kills. Yeah, it's a montage oh. of kills, and there's so many. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that flashback it starts at 15 minutes and doesn't end until 24 minutes. Like Tony Todd is just like doing all of the heavy lifting and the exposition. I was just like, where is Tony Todd's Oscar uh-huh. nod? I mean, like he just like is carrying it. Yeah, it's great. Amazing. So totally. Now. We have the guy that gets his head chopped off during sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Followed by the funny. followed by the line, "Did you fall asleep again?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's me cracking up. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, they have like a whole conversation. There's love involved. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was just uh, that was something else. 
That scene had That's me cracking good. up again because I have said that to somebody once before. Wow. That's, that was <laughs> yeah. sitting close to yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> Very long ago. Pre-Henry. <laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah, and they were asleep again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Permanently asleep. Yeah. Um, and then, like he said, she gets the hatchet to the shoulder. We have the two fur kill. Oh, yeah. With mm-hmm. the comedically long chainsaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And then we had Trent, played by R.A., uh, the curbing against the table. Oh, yeah. His yeah. head just, like, splits, yeah. and that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Those are my most notable kills. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you want to add on to this? I mean, just that that's, like, probably the thing that that really took the movie over the top, I think, is, like, the practical effects and just mm-hmm. how creative they are with the kills. I mean, that's basically why you go and see this type of movie. And they just, I mean, even after watching one, and I was even like, how are they going to top Patrick? Because, you know what I mean? And, like, they just, they they did, you know, like you said. So, yeah, they definitely have some crazy so, ideas. Yeah, so t- Taylor and I were texting yesterday as he was watching it. And I said, these kills are so over the top and so crazy. And he's like, I don't know how you can get crazier than the Patrika kill. Yeah. And That's, I said, that was a crazy one. they do. Yeah. <laughs> that was just the opening of the jaw one from the first one. Uh-huh. All that, like, snapping tendrils and stuff. And that was just, like. Yeah, that was amazing. With, I was hooked. I love that kill not only because I love that kill and I love the actors playing in that kill, mm-hmm. but I love the cinematography as the camera goes around. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's it was beautiful. I mean, I think we You know, we should just call our hatchet one episode we love Patrika. Yeah, yeah, that's right. all we talked about the entire thing. And it is. <laughs> we love Joel. Yeah. Oh yeah, Joel Murray. Joel yeah, Murray. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and they they have a I don't remember if you see him. I think it's just like audio, but uh-huh. it's like from his perspective. It's like, oh, good, they brought him back. And then the girl was just like, I'm 14. He's like, oh, my bad. Yes, but, that yeah, girl that who says funny. I'm 14. She was also in Victor Crowley. Oh, okay. Oh, I, that's like the later. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. So yeah. she has a, a key role in that. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she was also in the remake of The Hills Have Ice. Oh, okay. I did see that. She played Ruby, to... the. The mutant that was actually nice and was kind yeah, of Yeah, okay. I'll have to look at her. Again. I haven't seen that since it came out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a while, yeah. I never would have thought of it if we didn't do that movie as an episode last year. Right, yeah. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. But no, so she, yeah, the dude on 14 girl comes back for a, a more <laughs> uh, pivotal role in Victor Crowley. So I'm excited for you guys to see that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to watch that soon. Um. Yeah, anything else on kill creativity? Just so fun. Like, um, gosh, I just feel like they must have had a blast, like, figuring out how to make these effects and make it happen and just coming up with these kills. Like, where does that come from? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. somebody has to, like, I can just imagine the pitch meeting for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that would that would sound like, uh, I'd like to be a fly on the wall. Same. <laughs> yeah, I, I find myself watching these going, who thinks of this? Exactly, but I love them, and I'd love to like take them out to coffee or something. But oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, like who thinks of ripping Tony Todd's insides out? Yeah, in one yeah. piece. Yeah, that's 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 some next level shit, man. I bet it's people who've played Mortal Kombat. I'm gonna call that one right now. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Okay, um, fashion moment. Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. Ooh, I have a couple, and I mean... My first, my my fashion moment for the first movie was Tony Todd. I love mm-hmm. his whole look, and I still mm-hmm. love his look very much in this movie. But since I chose that last time, um, I actually thought that I think her name was Lena. So that's um, that was Victor Crowley's dad's like love and or like wife, mistress. wife or mistress. Oh yeah, wife. Um, so the one who's passing away, the one who's mm-hmm. dying, she's sick mm-hmm. and stuff. So as she's, like, sick and, like, dying, she actually has, like, a fabulous nightgown on. You only see it for, like, one moment when she's, like, on the couch. But it was fabulous. So I picked that one. That's a good one. looked good while she was cursing her and her child. Exactly. (laughs) She did. She looked great while she was going through all of that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that was actually Cheyenne. Uh, Oh, Cheyenne. Okay. Lena is the mistress. Yeah, Lena's the mistress. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Um, Taylor. Well, mine is probably kind of boring, but there's Mine's there's a moment. Boring too. Oh, okay. Well, there's a moment at the end where I think it's right after Tony Todd says the uh, the, you know, the line from it. The you got to be fucking kidding me. But the it, thing. it just the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. From the thing, it cuts right to uh, Hatchet, and he's kind of just like standing there, and there's like mist in the background and stuff, and like I and just his overalls are on point right there. Uh-huh. So that's probably my fashion pick. It's just like. You could just add like a little bloom effect or like some chimes right there, like a little <laughs> like a little Mister Clean ad. He almost looked like right there. So that's my that's my pick. Hatchet clean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right before he teaches you the importance of exfoliating, uh, you know, with Tony Todd. So right, exactly. <laughs> well, I also picked Tony Todd in the last episode, I, except I picked his hat. He had this top hat with a feather sticking out of it, and I thought it was pretty sweet. I did notate his purple cape, which was really great. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm going to go really generic. The Mary Beth's Twisted Sister shirt. That was a runner oh, up? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like right at 29 minutes. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I did notice that. that was You're good. One. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know. I got I got to do it. Otherwise, I can't keep all the movies in my head. You know, so uh-huh. I got to do it like this. This uh, at least lets me reference it. But yeah, I did pick out that Twisted Sister like manhole cover tee. That was a good one. It was great. Yeah, I, I wrote it. that one down too. I really liked the pink font on that uh, shirt uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a good font. Oh, it was a really good font. <laughs> oh, hair. Best hair. This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does. That's for sure. Uh, this one, you know, again, not not a lot of the hair stuck out to me, but yeah. I'm just going to say Mary Beth because I love Daniel Harris, and she mm-hmm. has the perfect side bangs in that movie. Those are like yeah. the side bangs I wish I had right now. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do, but COVID times and I haven't had a haircut in like months. But <laughs> yeah. perfect side bangs. That's how they should look. <laughs> I love how you referenced the bangs. I just heard y'all talk about how hard bangs were in the Poltergeist guys once. So. They're it's difficult. <laughs> I just got mine cut, and they're way too short. But that's okay because they'll grow. Aww, they look oh, yeah, cute. Just, mine's also looking pretty short as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, last episode I picked uh, Victor Crowley for my my hair moment because mm-hmm. he has a, a great mane going on. But <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Miss Danielle. Also, because I got nothing better, and it it does Same. look beautiful. So, 
Yeah, there there wasn't a lot to choose from, but I did like. Uh, I think it's Ed Ackerman who played Cletus. Mm-hmm. I think it's Cletus with the with the big beard. Layton's mm-hmm. beard looked pretty good as well, but yeah, there was uh, the guy who just had the big long gray beard. That guy was pulling it off. I like that one. So oh, the older that. fella. Yeah, is that the? No, the that was person? um R A. Uh, oh, okay. He actually not played. not John Buchler, but no um, the other guy. Yeah. So Cletus is the one that sang the Biscuits and Gravy songs. No, he's oh, not. Oh, no, 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 he's not. No, I'm Cletus sorry. is that, the one Vernon. that has the cigarette in his yeah. mouth. Well, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah that's so right. the character of Trent um, is played by one of the guys that played Leatherface, actually, in one of the movies. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, part three, I want to say. And he's in, like, the, the cage or Cajun match at the end, right? Like, yeah. when they start picking up chairs. Okay, yes, that's what I'm thinking. He's, he's the one that gets curbed. Yeah. Yes. table. Mm-hmm. Europe. Yeah, great, great beard. <laughs> good, really good beard for sure. Yeah, I had trouble with the hair roll. In fact, I didn't write anything down. That's that's how much trouble I had. It was going to be a game time decision, but I agree right. with with Jamie's because it was great. And I, I just wrote bangs, bangs, <laughs> bangs, yeah, <laughs> banging bangs. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to pick Vic Crowley again, but I almost did. <laughs> There's not a lot of like epic hair kind of like moments or looks in this one, so no, not really. It's a oh, little tough. I do have a, a runner-up though for mine too. I loved how they introduced uh, Justin, like the twin of Sean, just <laughs> with, just with a goatee. I thought yeah. that was pretty epic. So yeah, that was nice. Like that's, that's his true. whole disguise. I did like that. <laughs> what did you think of of how they introduced his character in part three? <laughs> Uh, no explanation just this actor's here again i know oh yeah i I haven't finished three yet because i actually got busy but uh, i am gonna watch that because i I found out that they do have a three on prime as well so and i think the victor crowley one too i'm assuming is there's four total yeah yep Mm yeah Yeah, Yeah. the victor crowley is also on tubi right now Mm -hmm. but like i said they may remove it at some point but it's currently on tubi we have the rotation yeah um, prop we would like to own. Mine's belt sander. Belt sander? I thought, right. I thought that was pretty, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's functional too. So. It is so functional. It's true. <laughs> uh, I have two that I liked. Um, Tony Todd's walking stick. Rev I wrote that down stick. too. It's got like a That's skull a on the top, I think. And it's kind of like twisted. It's and, like all skulls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's all skulls. So that one's good. But, um. I think, I mean, I don't know where I'd put it or anything, but I'm going to say the huge-ass chainsaw. Oh, yeah. That thing is like 130 pounds, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to have somebody else, like, bring it into my place and, like, set it up. I'll have to, like, clear a room for it, I guess. But I've never seen one quite as outrageous as that. So huge-ass chainsaw. Yeah, just suspend (laughs) it from the ceiling like a chandelier. There we go. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, I had also had, um, I wrote Zombies Skull Staff. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. That's what it reminded me of. But I really would love Rev- when Reverend's, when Reverend a Zombie is addressing um, the group mm-hmm. in his shop, the Vive behind him. Um, you guys know what that is? It's a duvet? No, it's okay. a Vive. It's a. Oh, uh, no. oh. It's a voodoo sketch, almost. And you use them to call up certain gods. Okay. 
each each one there's a set of them each one represents different gods now this is a fake one this is not an actual god they made it up but i thought it was very very cool and that's cool so it's, it's right yeah. behind him when he's talking to the peeps and okay i'm gonna have to look for that again that's yeah, like same. definitely my style i'm literally wearing like a summoned god right now so i that's love cool. that yeah. it's like a cool. yeah of course nice <laughs> yes trust in god at the oh moment. i love that <laughs> i love some lovecraft so me too me too yeah yeah so that's my my um my prop and i just think it's so interesting because they made it up it's not one that's actually used to call any specific spirit so you can we can call this the victor crowley one <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> the victor crowley sigil yes <laughs> Oh, the special effects. I mean, we pretty much talked about that with our kill creativity. Yeah, I mean, Just, they're fantastic. Go ahead. Those guts. Those guts are so good. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, I'd also, as a prop, I'd also love the intestine now that I think about it. You said that for oh, the yeah. first one, though. Did I? I love intestines <laughs> she, and guts. She's starting a collection. Remember, she's getting into anatomy. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna weave them into like a like a blanket or something. All these guts and intestines yeah, that I'm collecting from the Hatchet series. The special <laughs> effects were gorgeous. You know, yeah, great. beautiful. Just so many faces like falling off and getting like cut in half, and just yeah. like the buckets of blood that splatter everywhere. I love it. So yeah. much blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a lot. So and not much. only that, just with what they have to work with, like, you know, they're not, you know, having like millions of dollars for a budget and stuff. And they just always mm-hmm. make everything still look so graphic and mm-hmm. chunky and wet. Mm-hmm. Everything's so mm-hmm. wet. But yeah, they just they, they have, yeah, they have great, great effects. So it's all so amazing. And you can only achieve these looks by practical effects. Yeah. Which are just objectively better. Yes. Fight oh. me. I don't care. But yeah, that's, yeah, they're just always going to be better, I think. Always. Well, they can fight us three. We'll just be that's, like, let's go. Right, yeah. Take that's us right. on. Bring yeah. it on. The, the practical gore gang, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> In part one, the effects were done by um, John Carl Beekler, who did, who was Jack Cracker. Right. Okay. In this one, they passed the effects torch on to Robert Pendergraft, who did work on Hatchet 1 as well, and he also works on part three and part four. He also did Jeepers Creepers. Oh, oh that's a great one. That's a really I love the one. effects in that. Yeah. Yeah. Part one and part two. And oh. he did this movie with, oh my God, all star cast. First of all, Among Friends. Have you seen it? No. That sounds from vaguely familiar. Is it a comedy or is it a horror movie? It's a horror movie, but it has moments of laughter. Okay. No, but I don't think I've seen it. Mm. It's it's a lot more serious in tone than Hatchet is, but okay. there's still moments. It stars. Well, first of all, it was directed by Daniel Harris. Oh, okay. I, oh, I saw this on her um, on her like internet uh-huh. movie database thing. Yeah, right. And I mean, it stars. She has a little cameo in it, of course, as well. But it had, it stars actually someone from this movie, AJ Bowen. Was in it. Oh, that's uh, that's Layton, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. and okay. AJ mm-hmm. Bowen was also in um, You're Next. Oh, okay. But that one was so, good, too. Yeah, so it's, it has him in it. It has Jennifer Blanc Bean in it. It has her husband, Michael Bean, in it for a second. He cameos. So, but does it have cast. Mr. Bean? 
No. no. Not that bean. Sorry. That, I that would watch gone. that. <laughs> <laughs> that bean is not in it. Okay. It has Dana Dury in it. It has so many great, fun horror actors in it. And Kane Hodder is in it and does a fun little dance. Oh, I want to see that. Okay. It's on my it's, list. It's funny. It's fun. It's, it's definitely fun. Um, it takes serious turns, but it's still fun. Good. Anyway, awesome. he did the effects for that one. That one had some really good effects, too. So I'm not surprised. Uh, shall we talk about our cast? Yeah. I love the fact that Perry Shen is in all four of these movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was actually excited when he came back. I was like, wait a minute. That's, oh, it's Justin. Okay. Uh, Sean uh-huh. with the goatee. I got it. All right. <laughs> I like that. I like how they wove that in there. So. But, I, but they also set it up in the first one when Sean said that his brother got him this job. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Remember yeah, when yeah. he's like freaking right. out? He's yep. like, my brother got me this job. I don't know. <laughs> so, yep. so I loved how they set him up. I love it that he is in the next two as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in another character. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact they don't even explain that. <laughs> They're like, no need. Hey, look, we know yeah. what you're yeah. like... they, they even made a joke like all Asians guys look alike, right? Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> At some point in it. <laughs> yeah. That explains it. Yeah, sure. When really it's just him. It's him over mm-hmm. and over again. <laughs> um, we really got into... Kane Hodder in this one, and he really got to show his acting chops. He's good. Well. Yeah, he really surprised me. He's like crying and <sighs> killed my son. And like, I was, I, I mean, I was not sure that it was the same person at first. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's him. Like, he's, he's really good. good. He surprised me. No, he's so oh. good. He made you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hit me hard when he was like crying. Mm-hmm. It hit me hard. Yeah, he does a good I job. I felt it. And it wasn't just the son part, it was his wife part too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right? yeah, right like, from the get go. He had a whole years. They, they gave, a him, a, gave him a sex going. scene too at the beginning yep. too. So. Yes. Like, and he, he cried in that as well. <laughs> I know. I literally wrote. I literally wrote fucking and crying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, they, he does it all. So, yeah. you know. Oh, we love us some pain. Yeah. Yes, we talked about it in our first episode. If you haven't uh, seen it, please watch his documentary. Uh, was it to hell and back again? Right. Okay, I get it. Something along those lines. Yeah, I think that's it. But it's amazing. It is one of the most amazing documentaries I've ever seen. So please check it out. That's like, I think the next one I'm going to watch. I've been wanting to see it really bad. So good. Um, We have the legendary Tom Holland playing Uncle Bob. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fake Uncle Bob. Right. Exactly. Spoilers. Sorry. Whoops. Fake yeah. Uncle, real Bob. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's proper credit. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Tom Holland. I am a big fan of his directing work and some of his writing work. Definitely. Huge. So I love him. I met him at a convention a couple of years ago and he was just lovely. He's a lovely person. Aw. He's. I'm not familiar. Which ones has he directed? Oh, God. Okay. He's been behind a lot, like writing and directing uh-huh. and a little bit of acting, too. But uh-huh. I think yeah. I know him most from, like, his writing stuff. Okay, because I recognized him, but I couldn't place what it was. And then directing, I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe, uh, well, maybe I, I know some of these. Bright Night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. a classic. He wrote or he co-wrote 
he revised the script okay. of and directed Child's Play. Yep. Okay. Okay. He did three episodes of Tales from the Crypt in season one, season two, and season four, and he wrote the one in season two. Okay. Nice. He did wrote and directed Thinner. Oh, that's a good one. Thinner. That's a great adaptation. It's such a good adaptation. I love the book, and that was a really good adaptation. And he directed that as well. He wrote and directed Stephen King's The Langoliers. Ooh, yeah. That's a classic one for me. When I was really young, that movie scared the crap out of me. Yeah. I love that one. I remember seeing that first run, like, as it was being aired live. Um, And I have it on DVD, and I don't watch it very often. But Henry actually, as I was doing my homework for this movie in the bedroom, he was watching that out there. Not knowing, not knowing what it was. He was like, this is a made-for-TV movie, isn't it? And I said, what is it? And I walk out. I said, oh, yeah, this was like a two-nighter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's like people in the airport trying to light lighters. He's like, what yeah. the hell is this? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. So he did that. And what else? Uh, the Masters of Horror series that Mick Garris headed up. Uh, he directed one of those episodes in a season two, episode 10. And he also wrote Psycho Part 2. And I love Psycho Part 2. I love part two so much. Isn't he in that too? Does he is he in that as well? Like right. a smaller part? I'm not sure. Okay. I feel like he might play a small part in that Maybe. one, but I love Psycho too. I love it I so much. I need to rewatch that. That's been I may have only seen that once. So it's been a long time. It's my fave. Of, <laughs> of all four. Mm-hmm. It's my fave. Okay. Well, let's say five. All five, including the remake. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's my favorite. Right. <laughs> I try to block the remake out of my mind sometimes. <laughs> I definitely haven't seen the remake, but most of the time remakes are either not my thing or they just have a different tone. You know, like like the poltergeist one you're talking about. It's like yeah. I feel like that generally they don't impress me much. So no. I still haven't seen the remake of Poltergeist because I was like, I don't know. I love Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's right. in it, right? He's yeah. fantastic. I, I yeah. love Sam I, I really he, do like him too. He was the only good part about the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I can maybe say that about a couple other movies that I won't mention that he's also in. You know, like he's the reason that I would watch it. So, you know. yep. mm-hmm. yes. yeah, shout out to Sam Rockwell. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> Sam Rockwell's the man. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we got? R. A. Mihailov. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. He played Trent. Like I said, the guy that got mm-hmm. curbed. He mm-hmm. played Leatherface, and I wrote down here Texas Chainsaw Part Two. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and Pumpkinhead Part 2. Yep. And okay. Death House. And the HBO television show for 10, which I keep mentioning because I like it. Damn it. <laughs> haven't seen it yet. Not me neither. It's a classic <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> Starring John Cassier, our crypt keeper, and Delta Burke. Aww. <laughs> it's a football show. So A football show? It's a football show. Oh, Wait, you've, that's talked, you've talked about horror. This. No, I <laughs> You're a living proof, Taylor. I only like comedy and horror. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seeing that now. <laughs> AJ Bowen played Leighton. And a running theme to this Hatchet series is that at some point the Newberry comic logo will make an appearance. The ben, Newberry comic logo, which one? Ben wore it on his shirt in part one. Okay. Oh, I oh I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
Leighton is wearing it on his hat. Mm-hmm. In part three, mm-hmm. it is in the jail cell. It's scribbled on a, to a wall. <laughs> and in part four, it's somewhere. I don't remember where. But, yeah. yeah. So he is the one that is representing it on his hat, which is awesome. Because I loved how they just kept putting in that little Easter egg. Yeah. And his past horror credits, like I said, was Among Friends, Satanic Panic, which is a newer one. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard mixed reviews on it. Have either of you seen Satanic Panic? I have. Well, how do you feel? I thought it was fun. Um, You know, kind of middle of the road type movie, but uh, it was fun. It was fun. It has a good cast. It does have a good cast. And I mean, I watched the whole thing. I thought it was super entertaining. I would maybe, I'd probably watch it again. Yeah. Okay. It's a, sh- I think it's a Shutter original movie, if I'm, if I'm right. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to check that one out because I've heard yeah. people talk about it. It was fun. There's definitely some good, um, there's definitely some good gore in it too. Some good special effects. I'm okay. there. <laughs> you know, gotta have that gore. Right. Uh, he also did I Trapped the Devil, Dead Night. You're next, as I said, and House of the Devil. Which I love. Yeah, I've seen all these except Satanic Panic. Okay, yeah, because I know House of the Devil and I Trapped the Devil. Like, those are both really, really good. Uh I like those. Have you seen your next, Taylor? Yes, but it's been a long time. That's the, I'm I'm thinking of the ones with the Mm -hmm. masks, masks. right? Yes, like the Mm -hmm. land stuff. Yeah, it's been, I think that was like, I'm just guessing here. I want to say like 2014 or something. So it's been a while. But, uh, but yeah, I remember it like kind of like the guest, like really like, again, subverted my expectations towards the end and stuff. I like that a lot. I really liked it. It had Mm -hmm. twists. She's a badass. Agreed. Um, Who would have thunk that? I think my epic line when we cover that movie was, who would have known you were really good at killing (laughs) (laughs) at the end? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, AJ Bowen played her, her snively little boyfriend who ran Mm -hmm. and then came back at the end. Yep. I can see him doing that. And it's like, surprise, everyone's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ed Ackerman played played Cletus. And I remember him mostly from Hot in Cleveland and (laughs) Last Man Standing. And he did Adam Green's other movie, Frozen. Because Adam Green likes to keep his his crew and his cast for the most part. I love it how he just, he recasts people. He brings in the same crew members. I love it. It's just like a family. It's like the Rob Zombie stuff. It's a family. I do like that. That's Mm -hmm. always nice. David Foy played Chad. He is in Victor Crowley. He is in Holliston. He basically did all of um, Adam Green's things in addition to Grey's Anatomy and Half and Half. Okay. In Hatchet One, he's credited as Hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> that Negro is down a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colton Dunn is an improv and sketch guy, and he's mm-hmm. amazing. All right. He's probably most well known for uh, Superstore, mm-hmm. which is kind of a hit show. I see it every now and then. And Key and Peel. Yep. He wrote. Love Key and Peel. Yeah, he wrote a lot of things as well for episodes like Superstore, Key and Peele, and Mad TV. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's so been he, around for a while. Right, so he does a lot of writing. Um, he did a sketch show show called Pretend Time also. 
So never seen. I like sketch comedy too. I haven't seen yeah. that one. I used yeah, to love sketch mm-hmm. television shows. Like when I was a kid, a young kid, um, Nickelodeon had their Saturday Night lineup called Snick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Was that definitely on there? Love yes. Are You Afraid of the Dark. Right yes. before Are You Afraid of the Dark, there was one called Roundhouse. I don't know I that, that one. I it remember was, all that. Which was you mean the, the Patrick Swayze movie, Roundhouse, right? Close enough. Oh, okay. Right, it was a dance show, meaning there was a, it was like popular dance, not like my style of dancing. But I really loved it. And it was a sketch comedy show. And it was amazing. I'll, there's clips on YouTube. I'll send you guys some clips. Okay. Okay. So it was great. Oh yeah, and thanks for that clip of Jen Irwin and Are You Afraid of the Dark too? That was crazy. Uh, <laughs> it was a nice little flashback. That was one of her many scenes where she was there but said nothing. Yeah, she's just like really creepy though. That was nice. Like I said, she, she, did a good job. she only had maybe five lines, but she had plenty of scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we got? Rick. McCullen, um, stuntman extraordinaire. He played John. He's done stunts for all the hatchets. He did stunts for Devil's Rejects, House Part Two, Children nice. of the Corn Part Five, and J. Edgar, among many other things. Uh, Catherine Fior, who played Cheyenne Crowley, which you mentioned, you what is your fashion moment? Oh she yes. Also, mm-hmm. She also did Mad TV, and. Oh charmed as well as many many video game and cartoon voiceovers okay fun and we already talked about laura ortiz who pops up in joel's clip uh (laughs) jamie did you spot any specific face in that crowd you know i did (laughs) it was it was our friend Lloyd Kaufman, and Uncle I was like, "Lloyd!" I was like, "That's Uncle Lloyd." There's Uncle Lloyd, and he sat in the second row in the group. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I saw Lloyd. <laughs> our man, Uncle Lloyd. I was very excited. Um, I was excited the first time I saw him in this movie, and I was equally excited this second time. <laughs> if you guys are a fan of Uncle Lloyd, we hosted a little interview with him not too long ago, and that is available on our YouTube channel. So go check it out because we had fun. We talked and everything. He's lovely. We talked everything from horror to Broadway musicals. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Those it go was, hand in hand. Yeah. It was so fun yeah. because we only had him for half an hour. Okay, so by the time we got logged on and everything, we had it for 28 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Half an hour's done. We're like, okay, we better let you go. He just wants to keep talking to us about musicals for 20 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's awesome. It, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was very, very cute. And yeah. I loved it. I, always, I did too. <laughs> I always love geeking out with people about, about Broadway. So totally. we could do a whole Broadway show with him. Like, that's all we could talk about. And yeah. he would probably be very happy. <laughs> um, we should like email him immediately and be like, "Hey, <laughs> we want to continue that conversation we were having. You're Can down, you do right?" A Broadway spinoff, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have since seen the Toxic Avenger stage show uh, mm-hmm. on the television channel on my phone, not in person, obviously. So much fun. The music is awesome. The music is amazing. And you said you sang two of those songs in the shows before, right? 
Yeah, I was in like a musical improv group and we threw a couple of those songs into, um, I think it was like our Halloween show that we did. And one was My Big French Boyfriend. What was the other one? I'm trying to remember. I wasn't in the the other number. I was just in my, yeah, I was just in My Big French Boyfriend. Can we get an (laughs) encore from you? (laughs) My Big French Boyfriend. (laughs) Yay! There you go. A little sample, you know. (laughs) Well, that is a breakdown of most of our main cast. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Uh, just, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. There's some actually really good acting going on in this, you know, low budget horror movie. So, you know, mm-hmm. Tony Todd, Daniel Harris, Perry Shin, uh, and uh, AJ Bowen. Those are my my standouts. Oh, and Kane, Kane Hodder. Like, he really, really did surprise me. And I'm not being satirical in any way. That wrestler can act. It, He's, uh, he surprised me. It is so true. Was Kane a wrestler? Was he not? not no, am I, I thinking of the different Kane? Yeah. You're thinking I'm thinking of, of the K. He was the wrestler who now like is in. I want to say like that. Oh yes, okay, that's what you're, I'm thinking. thinking Ron Kane. My bad. My oh, bad. Oh, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's the difference about. is, I think the other Kane's name is Jacob, or not Jacob. See, that's why. What's that's why I name? said earlier. I was just like, wait a minute. I I wasn't recognizing him, so it's just because I'm thinking of the wrong person. That makes more sense. So, but yeah, that yeah. Kane Harder is is really really impressive. So. Yeah. Um, so, he got to show like a full range, like a really full range in this movie. Yeah. Glenn Jacobs is the other Kane. Okay. Glenn Jacobs. The- okay. See, I never would have. No. And he's a politician <laughs> now, right? What? <laughs> That's crazy. He's wow. Something. He does something in politics. I am not entirely sure what. That's like a running theme for wrestlers now, too. Like Jesse yeah. the Body. And That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, well, I kept wanting to call him Jacob because the character he plays in See No Evil is Jacob Goodnight, and his last name is Jacobs. But Jacob Goodnight, I like that. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I love See No Evil. Those two movies are awesome. Also, a Daniel Harris movie, by the way. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's in a bunch of the good ones. Yeah, but Kane's name, Kane, that's his actual name. Yeah, see, I was so, okay. Yeah, that's that just shows shows my lack of knowledge in <laughs> in slashers and horror. But yeah, he's uh, he was really good. Yeah, and Daniel Harris too. Like there were some times where she really surprised me as well. So yeah, I mean, I love me some Daniel Harris. We talked a lot about her, and well, anytime we see her, we talk a lot about her. I've loved her, of course, since she was like a child, child. Mm-hmm. So from ha- from Halloween, hey, I'm wearing my Halloween part four sweater. By the oh, way, uh-huh. oh yeah, with her uh, little jester suit, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Which was not planned. I just, it was there and I grabbed it, but hey, it works. But I loved, um, you know, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad. I was going to bring that one up. We love that one. <laughs> I love one. She was, <laughs> Jamie, we talked about City Slickers when we did Hatchet Part One. She I was in City Slickers too. <laughs> yeah. She was in Erie, Indiana. I loved Erie, um, Indiana. <laughs> me too. Oh, that, I mean, that's kind of like the, that's kind of like the Are You Afraid of the Dark style show, yeah. too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've it seen was that a as well. Mystery. Yeah. Yes. It's been eight since I've thought of that show, but yeah. oh my gosh, I love that show. Mm-hmm. I love that show, too. It was so good. She was in Growing Pains. She did Roseanne for a little while. She did a bunch of movies back then, like Free Willy. Um, what? I love yeah. Free Willy. I mean, everybody loves Free Willy, but oh, yeah. who doesn't? 
remember weeping in the theater to Free Willy. Right? So, you know. <laughs> there's there's this one movie she did that Clark really enjoys. Clark is our our logo artist. It's called Wish Upon a Star, star uh, co-starring Katherine Heigl. I haven't seen that. It's kind of like a Freaky Friday switch situation. Yeah, that that was like a either made for TV movie as well. Like, yeah. Is it, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that as well. That was like before never, she had, or before Catherine Heigl specifically had really like I think broken out. But yeah, yeah. okay. But both of them were really kind of like transitioning into their adulthood roles because mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that, Daniel Harris just Daniel Harris was just a kid. Yeah. in kid roles and now she's a teenager because that was only like two years before doing things like urban legend where she was oh. just cray cray oh, okay. right, right. <laughs> she was a full-blown adult then <laughs> and my favorite daniel harris thing we talked about this with you taylor as well as i've mentioned it before um with billy the show that's life with kevin dillon Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her character. Yeah, we talked about Entourage. And Paul right. Servino, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. who played your dad. Well, uh, Paul Servino. Her character actually married Evan Dillon character. Oh, okay, okay. She's been in a ton of stuff that I haven't seen, so. And re-watch. that's only since the early 90s. Like, there's more. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got, of course, the Halloween movies, the new ones, the Rob Zombie ones, mm-hmm. which she's the best part about those movies. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've only seen the did first th- one. Is the first one the one that Danny Trejo gets portrayed in? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one I saw, and I was almost out at that point. I mean, you can't, you can't kill Trejo, man. But it, yeah, I need to watch the rest so, of this. That was just so mean. Yeah, I was just actually oh. saddened. I was deeply saddened by that part. Yes. Like, but it did. I mean, it. I guess that's kind of the purpose. I mean, it definitely showed me, you know, how just ruthless, you know, he no he feelings. Was, so. Yeah. No feelings for this guy. Oh. She has a little bit larger role in part two, Halloween two, because mm-hmm. uh, she did not die. But I really loved Late to Rest part two. Have you guys seen that? Either no. of those? No. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. Are those more recent as well? Late to Rest. They're pretty recent. Maybe the last ten years or so. Okay. Yeah. For me, unfortunately, that's recent. I have so many I need to watch. But yeah, I have to write that down. There's a Felissa Rose movie I really love called Camp Dread. I haven't seen that one. That one is so fun. It has Eric Roberts and Felissa and Daniel Harris. Mm. And it's so fun. It's so good. It's like, it's a camp movie. And we know we love us some camp. It's true. You mean camp, camp like bonfire, not camp like camp, (laughs) like, you know, Broadway camp or anything, right? That is true. Right. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Right. Have you guys seen Inoperable? No. Uh-uh. That, that one's really new. It's 2017. Oh. She starred in that. And that, Taylor, you'll like that one. That's a mind fuck. It sounds gruesome. <laughs> Inoperable. Yeah. Yeah, it's it like does. like a uh, David Cronenberg movie. Speaking of Cronenberg, she did a remake of Shivers. He did the original, right? I... I believe so. I've never. I have so. have a couple of his on my list. Like I just watched Dead Ringers of his. I have oh. not seen Shivers yet, though. Yeah. Well, she um, did a remake of that one. I I think the original is Cronenberg. I'm not sure if this one is. I think that sounds right. That's definitely one of the ones That's that right. I either just added on to be or Prime. But um, yeah, no. it's good. I liked it. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting. It was it was 
very serious in tone. So don't go in looking for a good time because you're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yep. No, I haven't seen that yet. Daniel but Harris I, I have heard that it's really good. As fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like really, really pregnant. And, like, oh, she's actually pregnant. Yep. In oh, real life. Nice. Yeah, that's what the character was. And she was. So yep. it's not her most glamorous role, but I love it even more because of that. Same. She just looks like she who she is. So I lord that. Yeah. Okay. There's there's the I love Danielle Harris <laughs> section. <laughs> Had to happen. Had to, Had happen. to happen. Right. Well, we love Kane. We love Danielle. I was so honored to be able to work right in between them at uh, the Nightmare Toys signing. I was handling Kane's money and Danielle was sitting literally like three feet away from me. That's so cool. So, <laughs> so it was very like surreal. Yeah. To be sitting between these two legends for five hours. That's so cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And it was really good. We talked about this before, seeing them interact with all their fans, like how they handled them and how much they appreciated them. And you, I got so much more out of it than when I see them maybe for 30 seconds at a convention because I'm just there to get my stuff and then move out of the way right. so it was really really neat um cinematography uh done by will barrett who did cinematography for most of these if not all of them i mainly the thing i love most about the cinematography of this one is i love the opening titles <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dumb but i don't care i loved it <laughs> no, yeah the cinematography and all the kills are really good too. Yeah, I was totally. surprised by some of the shots. Like they had, um, there's a one specific shot that has really good lighting and good mm -hmm. tracking. It's like a, they're kind of deciding whether or not to split up, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just kind of. I think it looks like it was maybe a circle, like they're walking in a circle. But the way that they shoot <laughs> it, you know, it looks like they're going mm -hmm. a lot further. And there's some nice, like cascaded lighting, you know, to really like show the plants and make it look deeper and stuff like that. Like. I was like taking notice. So yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I was impressed. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a couple like particular shots. I really loved like, um, there's a shot of Tony Todd, the uh, rev zombie. And I think they're in his shop still. And he's sitting next to a mirror and like, I, I just love how it looks. Cause it's him talking and then it's him in the mirror. That's right mm -hmm. next to him. And he's like taking his makeup off. I think. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. like, that's yeah, yeah. I, that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, there's a moment where like daytime switches to nighttime. Um, and I just like how they did that whole thing. I just like how they did that switch from day to night. Mm -hmm. Yep. I loved, I loved it all. Um, yeah. I also like that shop scene. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was nice. Uh, I love that whole scene in general. I love the scene where you see Daniel Harris walking down the New Orleans street. And Me too. I wrote that one down as well. <laughs> and it's opening your movie. You're like, well, what's she going to go do now? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then I loved it when she's standing like next to Reverend Zombie. And she's my height, basically. She's I'm two inches taller than she is. And, and Reverend Zombie is my husband's height. I'm like, okay, this is how we look together. Got it. There's, <laughs> there's a moment. There's a moment where he places his hands on her shoulders, and like he he looks, his hands look so giant on her teeny tiny <laughs> shoulders. He does have 
hands. Like, yeah, he's a he's a big guy. He's big. Yeah, he's a big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, can definitely tell, especially when he's like standing up to the you know whoever was actually doing the hatchet thing in there too. Like, I guess that's Kane yeah. as well, even with all the prosthetics mm-hmm. and yep, stuff. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, the big dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> epic line time. This is going to be totally epic. Yeah, I, I, one of my picks is actually right there in that scene where you're talking about, I think. Like, it's still daytime in, in the shop. And uh-huh. it's, uh, let's see, it's at, like right, right at 29 minutes. It's like right after the Twisted Sister T moment, you know. And she just is talking to Tom Holland, you know, fake uncle. And she said, no, I'm, I'm going back to the swamp with Reverend Zombie. And I'm just like, that is like probably the dumbest sentence that, that this uncle could hear right now. He's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, after everything that just happened, all these people are dead. They're going back into the zombie, or sorry, back into the swamp with Reverend Zombie. You know, that's good decision making. You know, And I, you I know like what that. he said after that, right? I, no, I didn't write it down, but he does talk some sense. I know, because like, when they're doing that tracking <laughs> shot, he's just like, no, we don't need a bunch of scared people running around with guns. It's like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, he Reasonable. Was, he was, yeah, exactly. You don't see that very often. Well, so. you know, Fake Uncle did say, Reverend Zombie, why do you keep calling him that? His name is Clive Washington, for Christ's sake, and the only thing he's a reverend of is being an asshole. Why are you talking about low life? He's a thief and a crook with his bogus voodoo shops and his fake souvenir. He said that he knew the people that were involved. He's full of horseshit. Reverend Zombie said... Reverend Zombie said, why do you call him that? His name is Clive Washington, for Christ's sake. The only thing he's reverent of is being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, see? Talking more sense. So yeah, She's ignoring all of the red flags, but, you know, he's trying to help. Yeah. Right. Well, he knows these people, like, knows them from childhood, so he knows what they're all about. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, any others that stood out to you? Uh, to me, I like the biscuits and chicken and gravy and biscuits and chicken and gravy and chicken with the biscuits on the gravy with the biscuits and the chicken. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I like that. Uh, it took me. That's probably the longest I spent writing. For but, the biscuit is me. Yeah, I really, I really. Oh yeah, I forgot that part. That's right. For the biscuit is me. But uh, yeah, I really did like that part. That, that was a good part. Like right at like forty-one minutes. Yeah, that was a good one. So, first of all. Love that song. I think I need that song to open up this podcast. The Biscuits and Gravy oh, and Chicken. Oh, yeah. Because okay. yes, yeah. is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse, take note. We've got to get <laughs> yep. that Biscuits and Gravy part. Yeah, that's good. Um, and fun fact, Colton Dunn ad-libbed that song on the spot. They just did it. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I could believe that, yeah. Which makes it even more genius. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I'm going to be singing it to myself now every time I get some, like, you know, biscuits and gravy or breakfast. I've been singing it to myself for a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even like gravy. (laughs) That's blasphemous. I know. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not a gravy person, but I like chicken and I like biscuits. And the song, so, yeah. Uh, Yeah, It is me, man. It's the best. It's the best. Um, what about you, Miss Jamie? Okay, so at one point, it's like 24 minutes in or so. I think, I'm trying to remember if it's Reverend Zombie who's trying to kind of, anyway, he's talking to Mary Beth, and uh, she says, but I'm going to bury that hatchet deep into his fucking face. 
I just want to bury my family. And if I could take that monster out with me, then all the better. You can't kill him. He'll just be reborn. He's forced <sighs> to return to the state he was when he was killed. You can't kill a ghost. Or maybe I can't. Maybe I can. But I am going to bury that hatchet deep into his fucking face. And it's just badass. And I like it. I do like that. Mm -hmm. And then similarly, I like when our uncle but not uncle um, says, come on, you hatchet face fuck. Come on, you hatchet face fuck. Yeah, I wrote that down too because I love a good burn. (laughs) <laughs> and then, um, you know, I also did really like in our scene where um, there is some fornication happening in the swamp. Um, while that's going on, she she is just like, you like this better than ice cream? You like this better than chocolate ice cream? You like this better than Jesus? You like this better than baby Jesus? And he's like, oh, that's just inappropriate. I know. He's like, that's just inappropriate. And he's like, the same, like. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you miss that? I did. I really did. Oh, how much? Uh, how much you the missed? The most. The most amount. You like this better than ice cream? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better than chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Fuck chocolate ice cream. Oh, yeah. Uh, you like this better than Jesus? Uh, that's just that's not appropriate. Oh, you like this better than baby Jesus? Uh, 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 about, a, about an equal amount. Yeah, so I that like was, that too. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I wonder if that was ad libbed because some of that stuff was just strange to say. I, but know. Yeah, I'm I'm I like sure his reactions too. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I am so sure that had to be. Oh, Taylor, what is it that we were we were talking about yesterday? About oh titties. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah this one. This one, uh, it doesn't have, you know, Joel's part, so it doesn't have as many tits, but it's still still got bits of tits, you know? Like, got, I think, like, two scenes, three scenes. Uh, right. I think two. And I'm At like, least two. But. And I'm like, it's not that many tits. I've seen way more tits in a horror movie. It's just a tad yeah. titty. Yeah, oh, yeah, just a tad of titty, you know? Yeah. And then you're, a, you're a bit like, of just titty. bits of tits. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a horror movie. you got to have at least bits of tits. Oh, you know, yeah. But, <laughs> a little oh, bit of tit <laughs> yeah it's like a prerequisite i think yeah. oh yeah just a hint <laughs> no i was i was laughing out loud during that text thread yesterday it just just so you know i was rolling okay, I'm glad. and henry's like what i'm like nothing <laughs> just bits of tits you know? titties yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have either of you seen Jamie, we talked about this, I think. Uh, behind the mask. Well, we did talk about. It. Oh, and I did. I did pick out that line when you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know you were just talking about it on Poltergeist. I didn't have time to watch it today, but I've been. That's also on my list because I, I didn't even that's re- like think we the talked about it. Style then, one. But yeah, no, not really talked about it. But the fact that I wrote it down that he uh-huh. he references Leslie and Jason, you know, in that little scene, I was like, wait a minute, uh-huh. where have I heard that name before? Uh-huh. Leslie Vernon. And I was like, oh, it's from Behind the Mask. So, yeah, that's probably my top priority that I got to watch because I've heard that's, like, actually scary but really, really funny as well. So I want to yeah, see Yeah, I wasn't scared at it, but I loved it so much. I you liked know, it, yeah. 
I I love the actress in it. Who another one I grew up with. Um, I want to say I don't not sure how to pronounce her last. I think it's Gothals, mm. but. Angela Gothals. We're just going to go with that until someone tells me differently. Go with Gothals. Go with Gothals. Mm-hmm. And she was in Home Alone. Oh. Oh, who's she in Home Alone? I know. I'm Home one Alone. of the kids. I mean. Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> but sure. then, yeah, one of the many children. But then she was also in a sitcom I used to watch. I want to say it was 94 ish called Phenom, where she was a tennis player. And that one co starred okay. Ashley Johnson. Not seen that. And William Devane. And who played the mom? Judith Light, maybe? I, I know Judith Light. Yeah. So, yep, Judith Light. Okay. William Devane, her, Ashley Johnson, and a bunch of. Sarah Rue was in it, too. And so it was a fun show. I liked it a Rue lot. Too. <laughs> but anyways i was so always geeked out to see her in this horror movie with robert england in it so it was great. yeah that, i only know that he's in it because y'all mentioned that too which i didn't know so now i really need to watch it. good old re man mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i love the line where they reference that. And he's like, when I was eight, I lived in a town called Glen Echo. And our ghost story is about this man named Leslie Vernon. It's great. Yeah. But I think my most epic line is going to be, aside from the biscuits and chicken gravy song. Because <laughs> right. that, honestly, that's probably my most epic line. Is, um, okay, we're just going to go with this. We're fucked. We're fucked. We're so fucked. <laughs> We're so fucked. <laughs> okay, I like that one too. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> That's actually how I I I introed our synopsis on part one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there Because I'm like we're they fucked. walked into the slum and realized that they were fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this this one uh, people get fucked in multiple ways. So yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Top that too. <laughs> yes. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, um, we like you said, we have the you've got to be fucking kidding line mm-hmm. in yeah. at some point in every single one of these movies, which is great. That's a great one. I also really love this one line, and it's for all the skeptics, because like I don't think I believe in like ghosts that much, or at least vengeful ghosts, mm-hmm. even though I would like to, because I think it would be fun. But they're like, you don't believe the ghost stories about this place. And he's like, I believe there's a story, but I don't believe there's a ghost that can actually hurt somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kind of put, put myself in that same camp. So, you know. Same. Yeah, like, I would really love to believe it. but I I'm... would love it. I'd love to see one, but I... I'm a skeptic. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Demons I believe in. Ghosts? Not quite sure. <laughs> Yeah, I do kind of like, there's one other, it's not really epic, but I love how uh, at like 55 minutes in, Tony Todd says, what, am I hurting anybody? And he literally, this is like the second troop of people that he's led into the swamp to get killed. So I just thought that was really funny. I'm like, yeah, it's like at least second degree murder, buddy. But oh, yeah. you know, whatever. I, I like that one too. <laughs> oh, so many good lines. In this one and in the first one and in the next oh, yeah. one. I can't wait for the next one, girl. I'm excited too. Oh, this so. is like already confirmed. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. There you go. 
music composed by Andrew Garfield, who did Hatchet Part 1. And he also... I don't know what else he did. I think this might be it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We also had songs from Ministry and Overkill. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I like right at the actually I think they bookend it like yeah. I watched I watched this like right after the other one but yeah I think I think they both end with like a metal song but I really really like that too because it kind of puts you in that you know kind of more old school mood as well instead mm-hmm. of like the more modern thing of like the strings and everything so I really like that yeah and I knew you would I thought mm-hmm. of you when we were when I was doing my music notes you're like okay here's some metal yeah my 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 ears perked up for sure in the my music notes I. I was sure to write down the biscuits and chicken and gravy song by Colton Dunn. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. He's going to be dropping that uh, next month, so look out for it. Yes. Maybe he already did, and I just didn't find it. I mean, I didn't look for it. Maybe he did make it. It's going to be a, a fire mixtape. Yeah, exactly. maybe he made a single, and if he did, I must have it. <laughs> I orchestration wise, I just loved. Okay, so for the victory. Victor Crowley origin story. I really loved the um, graceful, pretty, tragic music that was happening overlaying that. And when Mary Beth is talking to Reverend Zombie about who her family is mm-hmm. before they go to the swamp, obviously, there are these like really eerie but beautiful orchestrations, which I also loved. Yeah, it's always a nice touch. Yeah. Like It should be like subtle but kind of just heightens mm-hmm. the mood a little bit. They, mm-hmm. they do a really good job of that as well. And that's something that we also talked about was we don't really notice too much of the music in these movies, which is a good thing because it's complementing the movie and not overpowering it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more like subconscious. Mm-hmm. Which I prefer, actually. Yeah. Because then I'm still in the world. Yeah, you don't want to be taken out. You need to be immersed, right. you know. Right. Okay. Either of you have anything you want to add? Uh, I wrote that it was appropriately appropriately tense at points with the music. And then I do like when there was some kind of like dreamy kind of strings during flashbacks or kind of like nice music that pops in where it's kind of like, oh, this is nice. This is good. You know Mm -hmm. that they're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And not just the songs too, but, uh, or the orchestration, but the sound effects too, like the squelching and the breaking (laughs) and everything. I mean, sometimes even if it's just the same kind of sound effect over and over again, like in that 30 second bashing the face, it just is like, it hits really hard. And it's, uh, when they're ripping Tony Todd's, you know, like body out of his skin shell, like every, all of those noises were great. So they did a really good job of that too. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Aging. How well is this going to age? It's only 10 years old. 11 years old now. And it doesn't look a day over one. Like, I mean, it could have been made It could have been made this year, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It could be made, you know, a few years down the line. Like, I think mm-hmm. it ages really well. It holds up. Same. Yeah. yeah, especially since it's supposed to be something that's already a little more old school and feel and, mm-hmm. you know, keeping with practical effects like those I think are just always going to age better because they're still for the most part looking the same over decades. Whereas, you know, special effects, everything can look too 
shiny or wobbly or you know not weighty Too enough. Neon. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so something they did I, a good That's job. a phrase I used a lot in the eighties with the with the CGI. Is it's very neon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I think this one, ten years down the line, is still going to feel like it was made yesterday. Totally. It's going to get the job done, for sure, for what it needs to. You know. Yep. Uh, twist. Twist is that Uncle Bob is fake uncle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, didn't see it coming, so. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, a series of twists, I feel like, where it was, like, okay, first of all, we got the twist of, like, oh, so R.E., her dad was one of the kids that killed Vic Crowley. Oh. Yep. And then it's, like, oh, if you... Uh, Tony Todd thinks that if you let Victor Crowley kill all three of these kids, the curse will be lifted. Okay. Right, oh, yeah. oh, he's tricking her and he just wants to get, okay, twist there. And then you're like, oh, twist. That's not really the uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, twist, twist. Yeah. And how I've she de- presents him with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess I know what she was doing you know by like not telling him right off the bat or something but i probably would have maybe mentioned it a little sooner maybe because like at that point it was already just like me and her probably would have tried to like you know get away but still yeah it was it was a good thing too well it's so interesting her the character's uh attitude changed a lot in between this one and part uh three Whereas mm-hmm. this one, she's dying to go back. She's begging to go back. Please take yeah, me back, yeah. right? Whereas in part three, she's like, don't make me go back there. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's been through it twice already and she's done. <laughs> I'm so. over it. She's like, I'm done. I'm totally over it. I don't want to go again. Right. Um, yep. 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 Showing up to jail with a face, you know? So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's over it. <laughs> Oh, wow. So I was watching some of the special features, like about the behind the scenes documentary on Hatchet 2. Mm-hmm. And in her shower scene, they, with the gun? Well, before that, when you <laughs> okay. just see her through the curtain, right. they're like, Are you wearing pants? Are you wearing clothes under there? And she's like, No. And they're like, What is that? Because there was this like shadow on her side. And then someone got close to the curtains. They're like, That's her tattoo. <laughs> oh, she, like oh. A, she has that full side tattoo, which you will see oh, in part three because cool. she she is nude and getting hosed off with all the blood. <laughs> that's oh, okay. right. Okay. That's a real tattoo. But okay. but yes, so it was her tattoo showing, but they all thought she was wearing clothes and just hair. So she just turned around real quick and there we go. Problem right, solved. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you'll get to see that tattoo, all of it, mm-hmm. in part three. Okay, I can't wait. Love tattoos. So. Yeah, it's a big one. It's like her whole body, her whole side of the body. That's what I want. I just want like full like legs. If I if I could, I would just be covered. I think you know, like <laughs> maybe maybe from like uh, you know stopping at the hands and everything. Uh-huh. But oh, I would love that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, pacing. Well, Jamie and I talked about this because it's a continuation. It just takes off from the first frame. Yeah. And you don't have to explore who the characters are like we did in the first one because you already know yeah, who Mary Beth true. is as long as you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still, I still felt like it wasn't like the best pacing because they do have that 10 minute 
expositional mm-hmm. flashback. <laughs> and then they literally repeat, like, I love that uh, an hour and 17 into the movie, that's about an hour and, like, 25 minutes, Tony Todd goes, like, back through the exposition and is literally like, your father and your father's brother, your uncle. Like, you know what I mean? They really, like, you know, hammer that missed home. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, yeah, if you're traumatized by, like, all the fucking guts you've seen, then, yeah, maybe you do need the reminder. Well, but, you've yeah, just seen so much since the first time he said yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this was the whole point. Even in the flashback, there's, like, that montage of kills. So, yeah, they definitely don't ever stop that. So when it comes to, like, the, the pacing of why you come to see the movie, they never really love oh, yeah. it, you know? But, but, yeah. But, yeah, for the story pacing, it was a little a little uh, weird, to say the least. But... <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this is, the, this is an origin story. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And in part three, they're like, no origin here. We know everything now. Let's just go. Yep, let's go. Let's party. Mm-hmm. Jamie, anything to ask? No, uh, you guys brought up uh, both really good points. I mean, I love, again, I love how it jumps right in from the last movie. I feel like it's so rare that you see, like, series um, move like that. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah, yep. I do like that. And, like, the thing that we talked about does, you know, kind of the similar thing with the prequel. So that is cool. Right. Yeah. And also Halloween Part 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. They, oh, yeah, right. They pick mm-hmm. up from the same night. So it's one continuous night. Yeah. But no, they don't do it a lot. A lot. Normally, there yeah. is some time in between that has passed. Yeah, of the events. So, it's crazy when you think about it. If this were really happening, then Mary Beth would have gone through all of this within like seventy-two hours. Yeah, that's this, a lot. In the next one, yeah. And then that's that would also mean. Trauma. Hatchet's yeah, Hatchet's body count too is getting up at like John Wick numbers. You know, yeah. it's only been like two days. <laughs> so yes. that's crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's a lot of trauma to endure in seventy-two hours. She's gonna be fucked up for life. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. yeah, she probably already figured that. I mean, she's taking a gun into the shower already. So, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Can't sleep that off. Probably. She also <laughs> had the gun to begin with. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see the maybe I missed it, but like I just saw like just the shower scene. She's like, "Hello," and like has the gun. And I was well, like, "Okay." Everyone in Louisiana she's smart, has but... a gun, maybe. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't know. Can't can't uh, speak to that. But you know, is it like the Texas stereotype? Everyone in Texas has a gun. Yeah, I have a spittoon and a horse and a cowboy hat right here, just off camera. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just in case. Because you, know. you never know when yeah. you're recording with the dolls of horror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, oh, my 10-gallon hat. Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> Your Kurt Russell hat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have the big, like, safari hat, basically. Okay. Safari meets cowboy. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so on the scary scale, like with the first one, this one is scary to people who are squeamish with gore. Yeah, which I don't know if is scary like maybe it'll make you look away like it's mm-hmm. unsettling or yeah squeamish good word for it but for me i feel like i mean it takes i know it takes a lot to scare y'all too yeah. but this was probably like a one or a two for me yeah just because it's so like you know exactly you yeah. know what you're in store for so there wasn't any like you know uh sus- or there's suspense but not really anything that's gonna bit. make you like jump or something like that you know so it's a little I'm- suspense but it's more more action i think yeah, 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 for sure. I yeah. laughed more than I screamed, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I kind of like that. You know, like we said earlier, they're they're in on the joke, uh-huh. so it it doesn't really necessarily need to be scary at all. You know, it's kind of just like right. that fun thrill ride type of movie. You know, so. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it doesn't scare me at all. I found it amusing and hilarious. But I do know people who have nightmares over gore. Yeah, that's even in this this situation. It doesn't have to be a serious saw situation, but even in just seeing these amazing practical effects would freak them out and they wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's cringy. It's cringy at points for sure. If 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 you cringe at that kind of thing, which I don't, but I loved it, but I wasn't scared of it. I I do cringe. I go, Oh, yeah, Ooh. I'm. I may wince a little I, bit, but, but, but I, I can't take my back. eyes away. I can't stop. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like I, I gotta skit, you know. So yeah, I like I look away, but then I keep looking back because I can't help myself. Yeah. And I'm like glued to, it, and I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're doing that now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a thing now. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> uh, the story. Um, Hatchet Two is basically Hatchet One that's ramped up. That's what I think. Yeah. That's we get happened. a lot we get a lot more Tony Todd and that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot more Perry Shen. So I love that too. Yeah. yeah. But both things I wrote down as highlights. Tony Todd's Oscar nod and uh Sean slash Justin with the goatee. I'm loving that. So oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. Um Yeah, I just I really love I love cannot say it enough. I love, love, love that they continued. Just continued. Loved it. It's the best. Yeah. Alrighty, overall movie rating. Mine's a variable, so I'll I'll go first. I mean, I think if you if slashers are your thing and you would, you know, like Jamie was saying, like want to laugh while you're, you know, mm-hmm. watching your scary movie, this can be like an eight or a nine for somebody, mm-hmm. you know. If you're more the person who maybe likes, you know, the type of horror that I like cosmic horror or like mm-hmm. fear of the unknown or something. You're not going to get anything that you don't expect, so it could be as low as like a three or a four for somebody. But mm-hmm. so I, I, I'll probably, if I have to pick a number, I'll just give it a six because I mm-hmm. feel like it's it knows exactly what it wants to do and it accomplishes it perfectly. You know, so uh, especially with like what constraints they had, so it's mm-hmm. like you know they can't really make it any better because like you said if you're not having those over the top moments mm-hmm. or you're using you know more budget behind it it's going to lose that charm you know so yeah. it it does exactly what it needs to do agreed mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. i am going to say and so i actually think that the first one i like a little bit better um i like that story kind of like we talked about in the last episode um, but I do love part two a lot. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Awesome. I gave part one an eight because I liked the character development in that. And we talked about that, how you got to know a little bit more about each one of these characters backstory and what's bringing them there to tour and to New Orleans and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Love the character development where you don't really get that in this one. So this one I'm going with seven and an absurdly long chainsaw. <laughs> right. Beautiful. <laughs> For some people, that's going to round it up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I know. It's like, doesn't that take it all the way to a ten? Because that thing was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like this one a lot. I like it a lot because of the effects and the gore, and like I said, we got more Tony. Oh, which and he yeah. gets such a good performance. Yeah, such a good performance. We got Tony and we got Danielle, even though we are missing mm-hmm. R.E. So mm-hmm. we are missing R.E. Here, anytime we're missing R.E., it's, it's a bummer. But we got Tony and we got Danielle. So there you go. 
now and we got Kane really really acting his ass off which was mm-hmm. amazing as we kept saying so so good and genuinely again, surprising made me get a little, mm-hmm. a little misty a little teary right. I know yeah. I know yeah okay it is fun facts time guys this is your opinion it's a fact yay yay all right, what do I got here? She's pulling out a huge Rolodex right now. <laughs> no, I've not got a as, ten pages, five not pages. Not huge, not three. Three, okay, all right. And uh, not very many notable items that we haven't already talked about. Not like the thing, which was literally thirty pages, and I had to really pick and choose. Yeah. <laughs> I, pr- I probably did not help with that because I was rambling about that movie. I love that movie. So. Well, it, it helped me because good. then I didn't have to say as much. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm happy to help. <laughs> because all the things you said, I did have in my fun facts section. Yeah, so it was like, fun okay, for me too because I, I, I never watched one now. of those commentaries. So that was I was learning a lot too. So I mm-hmm. always watch commentaries because I am a dark. They have They're three different so ones though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, watched four commentaries for Cabot Fever. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there was four on the DVD, and that, I watched all four. That, that beats my record, because there's three on that one, and that's uh, <laughs> definitely the most that I've watched for one movie. So, Yeah, so I, I, I really do love and enjoy watching commentaries. Anyway. This is the first horror movie to be theatrically released unrated in mainstream cinemas across the United States since oh. George A. Ramiro's Dawn of the Dead in 1978. Interesting. Wow. That's mm-hmm. a story. Yes. And you said this was 2010? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. Uh, this is true, because I heard it in the commentary, that the um, one of the crew members, I don't remember what she did on it, but she quit on the production two days in due to moral reasons. Um in the script now people will say well why did she agree to it in the first place they didn't get the script beforehand they didn't get the script until it was shooting time and she's like oh i don't think i want to be a part of this was she it was just a movie about like lovable lumberjacks or something right Right. i think it was the sex scene that got her really okay oh it wasn't it wasn't the uh the the birth scene or anything the cursing like that, the curse right the curse yeah. scene yeah right. yes but she backed out um really quickly so but you know what adam green respected her for that because she didn't know exactly what the script was so yeah. she couldn't say this before she got hired yeah so uh this is another reason why i love these movies the crew is almost entirely the same crew as on hatchet original that's nice yeah, I love that. I love it when they do that. Um, R.A., who played Trent, did his own stunts for his uh, fight scene with Vic Crowley. That's nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then the opening scene in the cabin was shot the last day of shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the film made its world premiere in August of 2010 at Fright Fest in London. Oh, that's cool. Fun. Do it internationally. Yeah. Mm. It was shot in 17 and a half days. That's quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many practical effects, yes. Yeah. So here's another seven degrees of separation. Uh, Kane Hodder and Daniel Harris appeared in Fear Clinic together in 2009. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And Danielle Harris made her feature film debut debut in Halloween Part 4, which John and Carl Beekler did the effects for. So it was like a big reunion. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Full circle. Yep. You already mentioned that Adam Green was vomiting on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was fun for me. I always love when directors find, you know, not like overbearing ways to be in their movies. You know? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, the chainsaw was 120 pounds. Actually, like 120 pounds. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's a person. Yeah. I was going to say that's a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, that's the weight I wish I was. <laughs> At least. <laughs> so, Danielle Harris, I mentioned this before, she read for Hatchet One and they told her no because they felt they had too many horror icons in Hatchet One. Like, that's a bad thing. Yeah, what what does that even mean? Like, people would be put off by that or something? Right. So when they asked her to be in Hatchet Part 2, she said, admit you are wrong. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, good for her. I love it. Yes. And he did. (laughs) I was going to say, I hope she gave him at least a little bit of a hard time. (laughs) Yes. I will do this if you admit you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Right or renegotiate, maybe you know. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, maybe it worked out more in in the financial favor of the movie because they have to pay you more when you do part two. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? there you go. So, well, good for and, her for saying that. Right, <laughs> and they were wrong because mm-hmm. I like her so much better. Like, oh, not that I didn't deal. like Tamara Feldman, but you know, I'm a Danielle fan. So same. And I just like what she did with the character. I love more. what she did with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Tamara felt really kind of almost robotic. Mm-hmm. And even when she was, like, crying, it felt like <laughs> fake crying. Let yeah. it be known, Summer was doing air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, it felt like she was, like, fake crying her way through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, and, and also she has so much emotion on that last mm-hmm. blast too, mm-hmm. like the way the movie ends, like the way that she yells. I think it's F you. Yeah. Or, yeah. I think oh so, man. Yeah. She like I was. Yeah. She's got a strong voice. Like, I love that last blast. <laughs> when, yeah. when she comes back with that gun. Yeah. <laughs> it was so. Oh, funny. that's right. Yeah, because there's this shot. She just walks she off. Walks comes off. Back, and she comes back. And then immediate smash cut to the credits. That was an A plus cut. Shout out to yeah. the editor. That was good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And then again, I really loved how they opened it in part three. After that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another cut. Just right away. Uh-huh. Blast. Like that was nice. So good. So, do you guys know the backstory on how this was? released and the censorship issues they had with this movie uh no i mean other than what you said about like having mm-hmm. to cut down the mm-hmm. cut down the 30 wax to five wax but no <laughs> I, I don't it's like don't, lizzie borden over here man i know i'm like thinking in a nursery <laughs> rhyme right now actually um that's all i know about the controversy i almost did a spit take with my coffee he did do a right. spit take i saw him do it <laughs> <laughs> so they were actually originally going to make this a direct-to-video. Theatrical was never a plan because they didn't want to have it censored and they didn't want to go through the MPAA and go through all that stuff. So it was going to be a direct-to-video on purpose. And then Dark Skies was like, no, we want to release it theatrically. And he's like, okay, that's cool. 
And of course, when you get a theatrical theatrical release, you get censored and censored and censored and just your movie is no longer your movie, what your Mm -hmm. vision was. So at the time, the AMC theater chain, they had like an independent uh, company, side company, and they decided to release the movie unrated on 68 screens, which hadn't, like I said, hadn't been done for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the AMC was called AMC Independent. That's what the exact title of that offshoot. I mean, after that, though, the movie was pulled from all the theaters within like 70 hours. They said it was because of low performance. But Adam Green argues it was because of the lack of rating. Oh. Mm -hmm. Because when you have an unrated movie, they treat it like it's porn. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. It's so... And it can be unrated, you know, for for many reasons. It could be violence. It could be whatever. But, yes, so they had extra security uh, surrounding this movie. It was crazy. Like, he said they had to card you when you bought your ticket, card you when you went into the theater, and card you again at some point, too. Like, you got to make sure you were seeing the right movie. And they would, like, look at your ticket stub and card you before you went into the theater. Just in case you bought a ticket to another movie and decided to see this one instead, right? (laughs) So, like, they were crazy. Um, So maybe it was just too much of a hassle to have an underrated movie. Yeah, that does sound like way too much work and just more excessive. I mean, I I know this is 2010, but now I kind of feel like, well, definitely more now than then. Unrated just could mean, like, a couple more bits of tits in some movies and they'll release, like, an unrated Uh version. Whereas like NC-17, uh-huh. that's what th- that sounds more like or something yeah. where, where it's like you are not allowed even with a guardian to yeah. like go in there or something. You know, that's yeah. crazy. And that's basically what they were treating it like as. And so many movies you wouldn't believe got an NC-17 rating. Candyman had an NC-17 rating originally. Why? That's what crazy. was the? What was? Do you know why? Do you know what the scene was? Or yeah, the scene where he bursts through the window at the doctor and like rips him up mm-hmm. and there's all this blood <laughs> squirting out everywhere he yeah rips him up rips him up mm-hmm. from like they quote from gr- groin to gullet <laughs> yeah okay yeah. To, yeah. To quote i the like movie. that yeah. right well they um they cut a lot of the blood squirts so it uh-huh. wasn't even like real gore it was just blood squirting everywhere yeah it wasn't guts the- it wasn't anything it was insane <laughs> like, it's what's in the guts it's what's yeah. in the guts man <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a bunch of extra blood that they found fortuitous or something because it got an NC-17. Gosh, that doesn't... Uh, yeah, that's, that doesn't seem rate, merited. The rating blood. system just feels like just like another example of like bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, like how they're feeling mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> such an opinion. It is an opinion. It is. Yeah. It's just bureaucracy. It's just some bullshit. <laughs> and that's something that Adam Green also said. He's like, if there was a set of rules where you knew if you were going to do this, you are going to get a R rating or an NC-17 rating or an unrated rating, that's fine. But because there is no exact guideline, you just got to send your movie to them and hope they're yeah. in a good mood. Just kind of yeah. at the mercy of them. Mm-hmm how they feel about it it's a total opinion yeah right 
And like Adam said, cutting out a lot of the gore changed the entire tone and it no longer became comedy. It was it was more serious. Yeah. Yeah. So this was originally supposed to be a direct-to-video uh, by choice. Wow. I know people are like, direct-to-video is means it couldn't make it to the theater. But no, he didn't even want it in the theater. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's the story. Um, that's all I got for the movie. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I think that's about it for me. I mean, yep, same. Really yeah, enjoy yeah. it. It's a great franchise. It's a great, you know, follow up to the first one. A great lead into the third one. Yeah, it def- yeah immediate lead up to the one. Yeah, it definitely surprised me. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely be watching uh, the rest of three and the Victor Crowley one, and I guess the fifth one, whatever that one it's called. Uh, soon oh, as I hope there's out, a fifth. So. Well, you know, yeah. there um, the Hatchet was supposed to be a trilogy, mm-hmm. and then not to mean that Victor Crowley is going to go away. It's just now the new series is the Victor Crowley trilogy. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. Whether it ever happens or not to its completion, who knows? But yeah, so that's why it's Hatchet 1, 2, 3, and then it's Victor Crowley, and then I'm assuming Victor Crowley 2, Victor Crowley 3. So I like... Taking a page out of of the Star Wars book. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I see. (laughs) Except they actually like are, are adding on to the numbers and changing numbers so like what three became part four oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. or one became part four like come on <laughs> he's staying consistent at least well yeah that's yeah, that's just intentionally confusing you know <laughs> yeah. How dare it's you, true. George lucas yeah it's like well when did you see this movie when it first came out or after the re-release because it's different now yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all right y'all it is shout out time so first and foremost we have to thank our fantastic guest, Mr. Taylor of all. Oh, please. Thank you for and coming back to play with us. We are so happy that you came back. Anytime. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored, truly. So thank you. How's the band going? It's going pretty well. I'm actually, uh, uh, the, this coffee is, uh, I have another batch just because they're still out there and I'm going to go back up and practice. We have two new songs and probably just going to release these as singles instead of an album so right. i would guess within the next three months we'll probably have a couple songs for you to listen to fantastic so. nice yeah. mm-hmm. well we'll keep our audience updated on that for sure uh, and don't forget to check out taylor's podcast that's heavy that's heavy there oh. you go i, <laughs> I, I, I could, couldn't believe it wasn't taken but yeah just <laughs> that's, that's heavy name. And, uh, yeah, we're on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Anchor, of course. So, you know, look out for the next episode, hopefully in the next week, I think. so. Please awesome. go like, mm-hmm. subscribe, and rate the show because from what I've heard so far, it's great. And Taylor's great. And he's very knowledgeable about his his heavy music. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Style. <laughs> Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. And I can't wait to have you back on the show. Same. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Just let me know. I'll, I'll be here. True. Oh. Next up, hey, Jesse. Yeah. Hey, Boo. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? We're good. We're good. Thank you for all the hard work you put into our show. Jesse is our fantastic producer. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, no, it uh, no problem. I like doing it. Um, I appreciate. We love the... having you do it. We really, <laughs> yes, love, we do. We love the collaboration of, with you and well, all and um and just for uh, for you uh, listeners, um, a couple announcements. At least it's it's timely now, and I don't like to do meta talk. 
intense. Woo, I, woo. I don't like to do meta talk um, during the podcast because the time that we're that we are now versus when this is going to get released is going to be about a, a month separate. But um, but it's still new today. Um, so I've slowly started um, uploading old archive episodes of our show. Um, onto YouTube, onto the Dolls of Horror YouTube channel. I only have um, five on there so far. And it actually kind of came inspired on a, on a request from an earlier guest who wanted a YouTube link so she could share it around with her friends and family because apparently that's their preferred method of uh, consuming our media. And I was like, well, sure. <laughs> so I made that and then I realized, uh, and I know that Summer was talking about trying to get these all onto YouTube for similar reasons. So I finally uh, started taking that on. I have never been a regular YouTube content creator. It is a pain in the butt to upload videos onto YouTube. I will just say that, that for those of you who have never made things for YouTube regularly, it, there are a lot of steps involved. But uh, yeah, so you can find us on YouTube at the Dolls of Horror channel. Um, you can also find this podcast on any of the platforms. If you are listening to it on a certain platform and you want to hear it on a different platform, <laughs> we do exist on all of the major <laughs> podcast platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. We have merchandise and any any platform you're listening to this show on will have a link for any of our merchandise. Just click the link in the description. Um, if you want to find the show on social media, you can find us on Facebook at the Dolls of Horror, Instagram at the Dolls of Horror, and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. Uh, no the. And if you want to talk to us individually, then we have our descriptions in the link as well. All of our Instagrams. I'm not that frequently posting on Instagram. And I think it's mainly because when I ever do social media, I pretty much just kind of browse Facebook. Yeah. I'll make a random post here and there or a random comment. But I don't think like, okay... Now I need to do that whole social media thing again on a different platform, which is yeah. also owned by the same entity that I just left. So it doesn't make yeah. any sense for me to That's just true. switch over to Instagram after I just went to Facebook. So um, I'm I'm in my 40s, folks. I'm sorry. I don't do social media like a kid. So I apologize that this is not like the forefront of my activities. But it's not just you. I'm I'm 30, just turned 33, and I feel the same way and have for a while. So don't, happy don't feel birthday, bad. by the way. Yes, yeah. happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we actually recorded our thing episode like the day after your birthday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, was that yeah. far apart? Oh, geez. Because I, I know that you said you were turning. I thought you said you were turning 33. It was a 30. Yep, just did. Just did. Yeah. Okay. On December 28th. And I think we did it like right after that. Yeah, we did the day after. Like yeah. Yep. I, I know my birthday. I was trying to think. Of, no, I was trying to think of which. <laughs> Which day we did the podcast? When with. you're yeah. like, was it the 28th? I turned. I think we did it either 27th or 29th, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> done it 32 other sure. times. I can't remember what the day was though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I remember the I remember the your age specifically because in a month we'll be exactly 10 years apart. So it was kind of oh, a, wow, okay. it was yeah, kind yeah, of an yeah. I'm old reference. So that's why I uh, remembered. The, <laughs> I'm right behind you, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> In time. I will get into stasis so you can catch up. 
Yeah, I'm very excited about the YouTube thing. We've mm-hmm. actually been talking about this casually for a long time. I mentioned it a few times, maybe about a year ago. Um, just, just saying, I don't even know how to do this. Do you know how to do this? And you're like, no, but I can figure it out. And thank you to Elena for making the special request. And really, because I never really mentioned it again. It wasn't priority in my brain. Right. So I wasn't even thinking about it until you mentioned it, Jesse, that this is what Elena desires and i'm like well this is good because that's kind of what i wanted to do anyway right yeah and i mean obviously if you know if she takes the time to be on our show the least mm-hmm. i can do is give oh, her yeah. an accessible format for however she we wants. require a lot of our guests like we make you do a lot of work yes we do that's no. true the day it's, it's it's one of the few interviews where you actually have homework before you go uh-huh. out, go into the show it's yep. like you need these questions answered or else you're yeah. gonna look kind I mean, of I like that though. this is fun. your version of your pre-interview <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have these answers but, and i will say and and uh and i thank you to elena indirectly in that same vein because it's kind of it's it's helping me get acquainted with um, video editing software mm-hmm. because um, I'm learning. I've I've l- just recently figured out how to use video editing software to just make the video on that on the software as opposed to I was going to a I was going to a website that was that literally just was asking you for a picture and the audio and you just click a button and it will just turn it into an mp4 which is fine but if i wanted to do any edit on it whatsoever Mm -hmm. i couldn't so i so i had to make sure that it was perfect and those title cards i'm such a damn perfectionist and the title cards (laughs) didn't look the way i wanted them to look so i'd upload it and i'm like damn it that's not the way the title card's supposed to look and i can't go back so i have to just do it all over again so i have to delete it from youtube then go back change it and then go back again so yeah it's it's oh my again it's not i'm not i'm not like complaining about like me being very tech stupid it's more just the fact that it's funny that um this has kind of uh, spearheaded my ability to learn how to do video editing, which I've never done before. This, like, I all of my skill and training, like I got, I, I got taught it in in my uh, uh, schooling that I took back in what was that two thousand eight, but um, but like I don't I don't retain hardly any of the video editing knowledge because after I left the class after I graduated, it was um, I like never used it. I, I did the yeah. audio editing for a few years after that, and then we did the show, and now I'm doing it all the time. But I'm video sure not changed so much. so much since then, yeah. too. Right? Yeah, yeah technology has yeah. changed so much. I'm sure that the software that I'm using now is like mile and, and for free is yeah. miles yeah. ahead of the software that I was using in 2008. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably like $1,000 cheaper if it's anything like Final Cut or like Adobe back in the day. It was, uh, like I, I think it was mm-hmm. Premiere. I think it was Adobe Premiere, the original Adobe oh, okay. Premiere. Yeah. And, um, and like I have nothing against it. It's just that it's not as accessible for me. And mm-hmm. I have open source free video editing software now, so yeah, yeah, can't beat free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. it's true. If it's free, it's for me. <laughs> well, thank you, Jesse, for everything thank that you. you do. Please go follow those links that he mentioned, so we can talk to you guys some more because we love you listeners you listeners are amazing yes so. absolutely do not be shy about reaching out sending a comment Please. sending an email there's uh 
the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo is the email if you are very old-fashioned like me and just want to send a message that doesn't have to be publicly viewable by everybody else mm-hmm. on the planet. Right. Mm-hmm. You just want to send a message to just us. Yep. Go to the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo.com and send a message. Say, hey, I really like your show, except for that weird Jesse guy. Then that's fine. You could totally send that. <laughs> anyway. And I am the one that that pretty much heads up that email, but I do share all the messages with the team. So they if you want to send something to any of them, I'll make sure they get it. Okay. And you're quite good at that, yes. 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 <laughs> so, no, I, I'm, I'm and, not sure. And that, also, that's, sometimes yeah. I'm not like, sometimes I don't get a, a notification about a Facebook message and it's been there for a week. I'm like, oh, oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm not, um, I'm not a fan of the um, inconsistent notifications that I get. So it's just funny. Sometimes I look at my phone and, I'm, and somebody's like, did you ever get that message? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and, then, and then I go scrolling through my, like, if you looked at my phone and, and just scrolled through the push notifications that I just haven't erased, like, you can scroll for, like, a minute. There are so many push notifications that are, like, a week old, two weeks old. I'm like, whatever. I just, if I don't need I it, I just it. ignore it. Yeah. Like, I'm um, kind of the same way. <laughs> yep. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask uh, one silly question. It's it's a true it's a true question, but it's a silly question, and then I'll go. Um, how many unread emails do you think I have in my Gmail? Just a, just a random guess. I've had this Gmail account so, for over ten years. Um, oh wow! But okay, I, I, I'm going to guess pretty high because when I just went on like the 26th, like uh, or 25th, 26th to visit my father, his Ooh. iPhone had a badge icon on his email that had over 10,000 and I was just like what are you doing dad like I mean that's insane so if it's over that I mean you win a medal of some sort I don't know if he's ever checking those I'm like you know there's a mark always red button right but he just like won't do it so yeah, yeah. I just I just look I just scroll it's it uh the total number is 17,770 unread emails um I was gonna get 7,000 yeah <laughs> I had that too in my in my gmail I had that until a week ago because and, gmail does not have an easy way of right. selecting mm-hmm. all messages it's that's only true. it's only the messages you can yeah. see so no, I, did, I went yeah. on the yeah, computer right. and i selected all messages from the junk folder like the um not spam but you know how it breaks it up with like uh social media and then promotions yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i went like, through my most recent stuff to see if there's anything i needed and then I, there is a delete all from those two oh, folders. Okay. Yeah. And I used it and I said, if I haven't seen it by now, I don't need it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I see most of the emails. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm I don't, completely I don't unaware of it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I look at my inbox all the time. It's just that I don't click on something if I don't care. Like if I see what the email yeah. is, like it's just spam or whatever, I just let it go. I don't bother yeah. because deleting it just takes time so i'm like i'm not gonna delete it like i'll yeah, just scroll past it but, well, i was uh, out of space like i was i was like almost out i was at like <laughs> you're out of space we cannot fit any more emails into your yeah, inbox I was like digital, capacity, so digital I had real to, estate here. i had to do a, a mass dump of junk and just mm-hmm. get rid of it all all right Moving on. Um, 
we have to shout out former guest and current Dolls of Horror team member, our artist, Clark. Yes, Clark. Yay, Clark. He, he <laughs> completed our amazing new logo, and we are blown away at how cute it is. I am in love. Cute. Clark, you're so talented. <laughs> so talented. He literally drew us this this cute little cartoon of us when we said that we wanted a new logo. He's like, well, I could try to work out something. I was like, okay, so we're thinking in 10 minutes, he drew something and sent it to us. And he's like, this took like five minutes. And we're like, that is amazing. And that took five minutes. <laughs> so we were already so impressed. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's been a couple months in, in the works because Clark, like the rest of us, is also a perfectionist and they want it to be absolutely perfect because people are going to be wearing this on our shirts and stuff. And, Myself included. Right? Yes. And, <laughs> Thank you, yes, by the way. <laughs> you know, problem. And on coffee cups and all that oh. good stuff. So, want it to be perfect. It's done. It's beautiful. We hope you guys are loving it as much as we are. And please go check out our merch sites. Link in their bio because we have great t-shirts. We've got good hoodies, coffee mm -hmm. cups, stickers, magnets, tote bags. I have a tote bag from each of our previous logos. So now I got to get a new tote bag. And add it to the collection. <laughs> yep. Add it to the collection. Uh, they got the face masks because it is the Rona. And so <laughs> there's some fun masks and they're super soft. They actually don't aggravate my skin, which is really, really nice. Yes. It's hard to find. Yeah. Right. And they don't hurt my ears. Like one of my other masks, the elastic was really rough on my ear. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I got done wearing it at the end of the day, my, the top of my ear was really, really raw. Yeah. And, get, like scarring. Like mine was doing that on my yeah. nose. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, they're super cozy, very, very soft and really good quality because I've been wearing the first Dolls of Horror mask since uh, June. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely beat me for my longest one. So but. Yeah. And it's still it's still going. It hasn't fallen apart yet. So it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. So go get yourself a mask for the Rona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, next up, our podcast mentors Wes and Kevin from It's a Horror Podcast please go check them out their show is maybe even better than ours but we're girls so we're cute no. so you know <laughs> about what you're into <laughs> but they have such an interesting take on their their format and they break down their top five favorite of a certain subgenre or mm. right now they're doing directors so top five works from a director Mm -hmm. they did a slasher so they did like a top five um slashers total but then they also broke down series like slumber party massacre hatchet they did also top five or three or four however many there were of those their halloween episode was insane it was like four hours long <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many together yeah. <laughs> including the rob zombie ones there are so many so they yeah. broke that into two episodes there are yeah. it was four hours <laughs> <laughs> so please go check them out they do good good work and again our girl christy over in nightmare toys so 
She's got some fun and exciting things going on there. They've started doing signings uh, at the store locally in Las Vegas. So there are no signings on the docket yet, but there will be. So keep an eye out for those. And that's where I got to work with Kane and sit next to Danielle for five hours was at Nightmare Toys. And it was the best. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the best. Um, all right. I... I think that's all I have. Do either of you have anyone you want to shout out? Just shout out to you guys again. Um, mm-hmm. You're awesome. I love watching movies with you. And this was really fun. And, of course, to all the listeners, thank you. I'm really glad that we get to talk movies with you guys. It's the best part is talking movies with the people listening. It really mm-hmm. is. It's Aside true. from talking movies with the people yes. on the show. <laughs> well, right. But, you know. Yeah, it's but the fans... So- Fans are what keep you afloat, and you, uh, they are giving you amazing ratings too. You guys have five stars right now as well. Yeah. That's awesome. We got Thank some really cool. We got some really really cool um, comments to go with those ratings. It's not just stars; it's really great words. Yeah, that's true. So it's really fun, and um, make sure you go give Taylor a five star rating as well. Yes. Oh gosh. Oh, there's only the one episode right now, but like, by the time this comes really out, there will be more. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but a month, hopefully, two, three more. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear the rest. I'm. I'm Thank you. I'm so Thank pumped. you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. I'm again, and I'm. I'm excited that you finally pulled the trigger and did it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah very. This cool. has been a while. Kind of doing what uh, Jesse was doing for himself too. Like I just yeah. needed to say, okay, I'm gonna start lining mm-hmm. it up, and then sure enough, they started communicating back. So that all right, I gotta do this. So yeah, and so great exciting. name too. Thank you, thank that's you so heavy. much. Like I said, I could not, I could not believe that it wasn't taken. So I just like that's really like one of the reasons I had to do it that night. You know, yep. I was like, I gotta jump on it yep. every moment. Good ideas are taken. So I couldn't believe the Dolls of Horror was was not taken. Yeah, it's crazy. And on like all platforms either. Yeah. yeah. Not just on, on the podcasts, but on the social medias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only time the Dolls of Horror was taken was on Twitter, and that's why we're just Dolls of Horror. Yeah, right. Which so. is like easy transition anyway. You know, right. They'll find you. So. It's nothing insanely crazy. And honestly, the Twitter is a little neglected. I'm trying I'm trying to tweet more. It's not my platform of choice, so I'm 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 on the Same. struggle bus a little bit with the tweet. Yeah, I've never, never Twittered a tweet. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to reach reach those people that do. But uh, it's, it's a little difficult for me. I, I have a hard time getting on the Twitter. But right. Same. It's cool, though. I mean, I'm learning that one, too. So trying to figure out that algorithm is insane. Like, I finally figured out Facebook. So now I'm trying to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That about wraps it up. Thank you guys very much for joining us for Hatchet Part 2. Make sure you go back and listen, if you had not heard, to our Hatchet 1 episode. And next week, we'll be coming at you with Hatchet Part (laughs) 3. So far, we're planning a guest for Hatchet 3. Her name is Evelyn. And she is lovely. And she is a friend of repeat guest Billy's. So... She's good with Billy. She's good with us. And I'm so excited. I mean, no offense, Taylor. I'm so no, excited no. to get another female on the show. So yeah. None taken. None taken. <laughs> it's, it's the dolls of horror after all. So. Right. Like, we love our men. But we, I really would love to get more female guests and, guests and get um, some more female energy yeah. with the horror. Because 
You know, I know they're out there. I'm just having a hard time finding them. <laughs> right, right. They're definitely out there. I mean, for they sure. They are. We need to find people like us. Right. <laughs> Ladies, where you at? Right. You're, <laughs> you're passing it out there. The you're going you're to fish them in pretty soon. You know? Please. <laughs> like I said, though, we love our men. We love you. We love Billy. Yes. We, love, we love Clark. We love Jesse. We love them all. But yes. We, we want to broaden our, our scope here. So right. I think our demographic was 80% male. Oh, wow, really? Okay. Oh. Yeah, when I looked at it last, uh, a few weeks ago, it was eighty percent, about 80% male. Is, that surprises hey, me. Well, thanks, though, fellas. Thank you. Yeah, and thank yeah. you, fellas. Come on <laughs> down. Right. Share, share it with your lady friends, too. Yeah. No, right. Sharing's caring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I love you all. Thank you. We love you, too. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. Um, I've been looking forward to doing hatchets for a year. So, oh, it's been fun. Yes. Not only is it Mardi Gras season, it is Women in Horror Month. Oh, and nice. so the Hatchet series is very, there is a lot of male cast members in it, but it's a very girl power type of series with Mary Beth kicking ass every time. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm very excited for the Women in Horror Month with Hatchet. Okay. That about wraps it up. So. With that, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And I'm Taylor. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. 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 This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Taylor, what is it that we were we were talking about yesterday? About oh, titties. We have the guy that gets his head chopped off during sex. I horse. didn't know intestines were that strong. But now you do. But now I know. Do. <laughs> I'm learning right. so much about human anatomy. <laughs> it's not that many tits. I've seen way more tits. <laughs>